A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Big Apple. It's the city that never sleeps. And this weekend, it's as if every New Yorker had consumed an extra cup of caffeine. The World Wrestling Federation took over the world's greatest city across the radio waves, on television, and in print. And last night, thousands flocked to the Marriott Marquis in Times Square for the annual World Wrestling Federation Hall of Fame banquet. But tonight, it's the main event. Tonight, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels defends the title against the dangerous and unpredictable Psycho Sid. Tonight, living legend Bret the Hitman Hart returns to the squared circle to battle the menacing Stone Cold Steve Austin. Tonight, The Undertaker looks to finally lay mankind and Paul Bearer to rest. And tonight, who will survive the grueling Survivor Series elimination matches? Live from New York, the World Wrestling Federation presents the 1996 Survivor Series. Welcome, everyone! Fuck, it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. A liar don't mean to step to. To the Coldzarlic Classic Survivor Series 1996 Retro Reactions. We're watching Survivor Series 1996 as part of the Coldzarlic Classic Raw Review Dynasty? Albion religious odyssey I'm not sure hey who knows who be we I be fake Geordie radio presenter without portfolio TNA wrestling ring it out sir Tom Campbell I am with the mulligan to my O'Hare the Clive fuck of hold and give I've heard about your back it's Jack Atkins the rambunctious Jackie Orlando Jackie how you doing uh I'm annoyingly well today, Tom. How are oh, you? Oh, that's nice, though. <laughs> yeah, it makes a change. Um, yeah, I, I've been... I can't even say in the wars or unwell. I've just been a bit crap recently, and it's been very annoying, but I seem to be all right today. Touch a bit of wood. Um, Any particular wood we want to touch? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that for you. <laughs> See. What fun we're already having. And we'd like you to have fun with us. We're going to watch Survivor Series 1996. Good luck finding it on the WWE Network. Whilst Jack Atkins takes a slurp of tea, I'll take a slurp of water. And we'll give you a second to find it so you can watch it with us right now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Oh, it's been ages since we've done this, Orlando. It's been yeah, it's it's been a little minute because uh, to, to to take a little peek at how the sausage is made. Um, I had a week off in the middle of fucking October because uh, it was Sean's birthday, and we had we had two great days together for her birthday on her birthday itself, and the next day we went to Manchester, which is not my favorite place, but it was a day out. And then on the Wednesday, Ross was like, "Ah, oh, we need some content. Can you jump on a podcast for forty five minutes?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." And I sat in this chair like I always do, doing the podcast fine. And then as soon as I finished and stood up, me back went. And I spent the rest of the week on the couch with a fucking face on. Just like, I can't bend over. I can't bend over. And then the week we came, I came back, uh, I, I, I had a really bad cold. So I was just in bed, sore and all sniffly and coughing. And I was just like, Lord, strike me down now because I can't be bothered anymore. And, and now, I'm, now I'm okay. End me now, Jeebus. I am done. Well, look, yeah, you're there. here. You're here yeah. now, and that's the important thing. Yes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll still find something to moan about. I mean, because I've got to stay on brand for the kids. I would expect nothing less from us. <laughs> We're going to press play on Survivor Series 1996. On go. And we'll watch it all together in three, two, one, go. The Big Apples. What a busy city. Everyone's driving very fast. I need you to share this with me, Tom, because I've not loaded it up on my end. Oh, not a worry at all. Give me a second. <laughs> and I will we've share only, it with you. We've only done one of these retro reactions via Zoom before, I think. Have we? Was it Man, man Games? Buried man alive. Games. There we go. Oh, there we go. How's that for you? That's lovely. Is it okay volume-wise? Um, I'm not hearing anything. Okay, let me see if I can share my audio <laughs> as well. What uh, a pro. Pair of pros here. What a pro, everybody. What a pro. Hang on. If I click um, share sound. Here we go. Can you hear Survivor Series? <laughs> And some horrible, horrible organ music. <laughs> You're with us. The Big Apple! Oh. Lovely jubbly, as he famously said that time. Ah, oh, and a lovely little taxi graphic to get us going. We're in the garden! Get out of the garden! <laughs> it looks absolutely massive. 
It is heaving in Madison Square Garden tonight. Survivor Series 1996. Now, um, in the weeks leading up to Survivor Series, Smashing Pumpkins, the Dave Matthews Band, and Fish had all performed at Madison Square Garden. But here's the main performance of the garden. <laughs> the first thing we see is our boy. Go on, Dave, lad. He's like, yeah, yeah. I've heard this is a big apple, but I don't really eat much fruit uh, I'll eat apple sauce so. <laughs> I brought me troll why Dave you said we were in the garden like no the, it's Madison Square it's not an actual garden oh no I brought some seeds as well <laughs> I'm covered in suntan cream uh, I might be a bit slippy <laughs> oh straight back in like nothing's changed oh Christ so opening match is uh, a Survivor Series match. Wasting no time. It's Bulldog Owen Hart um, and friends, the new Rockers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, facing the team of Doug Furness, Phil LaFon and the Godwins. And here they come. Here come some new boys, Jack Atkins. Oh, here they are, yeah. Because we've, we've heard in recent weeks that they've signed. But I think, is this their TV debut or have they appeared on Superstars? I believe it's their TV debut. Bloody hell. First time seeing them. We've missed a match already tonight. We had a dark match. Well, I say a dark match. If you own Survivor Series on VHS, you watched it, which is why this has caught me out, because I own this on VHS. And the first match on the VHS version is Brian James, PG Walker, sorry, sorry, uh, Jesse James, Aldo Montoya, Bob Ollie and Bart Gunn versus Billy Gunn, The Sultan, Justin Bradshaw and Salvatore Sincere. I won't lie, that doesn't sound great. But Gun versus guns, up? and it was garbage. Dave gave yeah. it one and a quarter stars. Well, he's in a generous mood. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> he's feeling in a dangerous mood. So, <coughs> how how so? The back is okay now, Jack Atkins. Before we go any further, yeah, for now it seems. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still gonna try and get in with a character. I think I just need a big reset. So, <laughs> like the planet, to, pretty much. Yeah, just get someone to like touch the back of my head with my own heel and then I should be okay or I'll be uh bed bound for another month it's a win-win situation the last I heard you were looking to get a special chair yes yes because I, I obviously sit at a desk most of the time and my posture is frankly uh appalling um and the chair I've had <laughs> I, I found it a bit I'll, I'll 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 come clean. I did find it at the bins um, years ago. It's it's a <laughs> it's a good chair. It's an Eames chair replica. Uh, I cleaned it up and all that before I like used it, but um, it's just not quite right for me back. So I put the call out on Instagram, and uh, half the people who responded all said that I need to get a. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I've got it on my phone. It's 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 an annoyingly expensive chair, uh, so I'm going to try and get a refurbished one. And even then, a refurbished one's like 400 quid. So, yeah. What does the chair do that makes it so so special it's, and important? It's just ergonomic, apparently. It's 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 the industry standard for um, kind of like for video editors and stuff like that and writers in, in, in big companies and corporations. So... I'll, uh, I'll treat myself to that. What, what a treat. A new office chair. Fuck a duck. <laughs> We're at that age, sir. We're at that age. It's appalling. I had thought out of the two of us, it'd be me that'd be kicking off about a bad back. You know, what with me tickling 40. 
Yeah, but you move at such a speed that you've managed to like outrun yourself. So if you, this is why I think you don't stop. It's like the film It Follows. If you stop for more than five minutes, just all your ailments will dive on you. Admittedly, admittedly, when I do lie on the sofa to watch TV or something, I do fall asleep almost immediately. <laughs> That's why we call you Sleepy Campbell. <laughs> so i just try not to like if i get home and i've got stuff to do i'll go i can't sit on the sofa i can't lie lackadaisically on the sofa because i'm pretty confident i'll just nod off like, well, that's I what you get like... for that's what you get for owning a chaise lounge you <laughs> fancy bastard true. like here like you, on the podcast feed you might be able to see it you might be able to tell but i'm currently lay lackadaisically now with my feet up on the sofa and there's a very good chance i might nod off Oh, that'd be great. It'll that'd just be, be it'll just be me reading out a libelous list of people I have grievances <laughs> with in, in popular culture. Actually, this is very comfy. This might just be how I stay. It's a lovely little uh, picture in picture for me as well. <laughs> I mean, like smart. I'm, I mean, I've decided to dress smart today, and I'm just in my smart clothes, just getting them all creased by lying on the lying on the sofa in the in the streaming room at Goldsholic. <laughs> And any any particular reason, or did you just feel a bit? A Sometimes, bit fancy yeah, I just wanted to dress smart today. I've I've mm. I found like a jacket that I thought I'd lost in the office when I was clearing something out in the office, and I found a lovely suit jacket that I genuinely thought I'd thrown away, and I was like, and it still fits quite nicely. I should wear this more often for news videos. So I have been. So I wore it like yesterday with a t-shirt underneath, and then as I was getting dressed today, I went, I've got that nice shirt that i bought for for impact that i wore on just the house shows so i'm gonna wear that so i'm gonna wear that so this is my house show shirt this is i you've 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 worked for impact i didn't know i kept it quite quiet <laughs> i i didn't make too much of a fuss i just no. uh, just quietly went in and did it and uh had a lovely time oh mate everyone was lovely D- did you uh honestly. did you send my regards to a former multi knockouts world champion <laughs> which one was this jordan uh any of them i don't mind uh, they I, all seemed like I had lovely people. a lovely long chat on the coach with trinity yeah we were sat next to each other on the coach on the way to coventry so we we, we <laughs> shot the breeze about lots of things and uh we talked about the maldives a lot and uh, i think i booked her and jimmy holiday in the maldives which i apologize to jimmy for having to to pay for that presumably <laughs> So why if, why why were you talking about the mold? Because because we were chatting about like where we met partners and stuff like that, <coughs> and and obviously I, then I was talking about Alex. And I told her that I I showed her our, our engagement video. So Trinity's seen me proposing to Alex, and she's like, "Where's that?" And I said, "Oh, it's in the Maldives." And she's like, "Oh my god, I really want to go to the Maldives." So I tell her where we stayed, like what the catering was like, and all that stuff. And she's like, "We're gonna go." And I was like, "I feel like if if they end up booking the Maldives, that'll probably be my fault." You could have done something very funny, though, Tom. You could have lied and said it was real. <laughs> it was mine, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I should have booked her in mine, Ed, shouldn't I? <laughs> but she was Ooh. lovely. We had, um, yeah. and Scott Damore was with us for a bit. So Scott Damore, Scott Damore does brilliant impressions. That I don't want to give too much away about what goes on tour, because what goes on tour stays on tour. Uh, but Scott Damore does a great impression of Dusty Rhodes and a great impression of Paul Heyman. Oh, I, I okay. can confirm okay. that from the coach. Um, <laughs> is it? Hello, I'm Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it, it was. Like that? I wish it had been that. I wish. I genuinely wish it had been that. 
Um, I also think that the coach may have swallowed my house keys because the one thing that I never that, that, that I lost on tour was my keys. Uh, and and I've not seen them since I've rang the venues that we went to and I'm pretty sure they were at the at, on the coach and I'm yet to get hold of the number for the coach driver that drove us to Coventry. He may have my keys. I, I love how rock and roll that is. Tom Tom Campbell goes on tour to Coventry. Has nice conversations about the Maldives and loses his keys. <laughs> I'm rock and roll, baby. That's like I'm like I'm like the new Kinks. <laughs> I didn't. Even, do you know what? I didn't even smash up my hotel room. I just used a few of the shower uh, capsule things they give you. A few of the shampoo capsules. Oh, very left, nice. Left two of them in the in the bath itself, rather than throwing them in the bin. <laughs> That's how rock and roll I am. Did I you was, poo in the bed? Did not poo in. The, I didn't poo in the bed once. <laughs> I, it progress. Was a, it was a poo. <laughs> it was a poo-free night on both nights, <laughs> which is a joy. <laughs> I even um, we had uh, I had a nice uh, a nice dinner with Amir Jordan on mm. the Saturday night. He came up and he did a he made his impact debut, and then me and Amir and his lovely lady we had a bit of dinner after, which was nice. Mm. Uh, got to have uh, some nice chats with Eric Young. He's lovely. Yeah. Uh, who else did I make? Lots of chats with Subculture. They're good. Lovely lads at Subculture. Big fan. Um, and nice chat with Gail Kim. She was lovely. They're all lovely. They're all very, very nice. They, um, my, my voice, my voice broke near the end of the tour, <laughs> as you could, as you can imagine. You know, I need to learn to talk from the fucking diaphragm. Because uh, I just just completely razzed my voice, and um, Frankie Kazarian was. I was chatting with Frankie Kazarian. Frankie was like, "You you're really great. Like on this tour, you're given like gravitas, and that's what we need." And Scott walked in as Frankie was going, "Hey, you got a really good voice." And then Scott Scott without looking up at his phone went, "Yeah, it sounded great at the start of the tour. Sounds shit now." <laughs> like, dear <laughs> <laughs> <"Yes>, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> thank you coach Damore. thank you what thank a... you coach Damore off of team canada that time and raw in 1996 <laughs> what a surreal second half of 2023 you've had mate it's been weird <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like 24 is gonna just be weirder i hope so i hope so it's looking that way because because i've been uh as 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 it's now out there i have been welcomed back on the on the tour bus as Enrio hits the slop drop, and there's oh oh it's elimination. Yeah, it's Survivor Series, isn't it? Of course, yeah, of course. Where what what planet are you on? This is um, how Survivor Series works. I'm on planet Survivor Series 2005. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I love that planet. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of the lesser planets, but it's still a planet. Where it's just all elimination matches with a with a slightly convoluted roster. <laughs> when did they stop giving planets good names? Uh, well, I think the last good planet name was Pluto. Yeah, and then Pluto was was just downgraded from a planet. Yeah, because it's like oh Kepler ZX three F, and I'm like no, call it like you know War Planet or you know. <laughs> Humongo or something War like planet. <laughs> Planets used to be hard. They're not hard anymore, Tom. 
<laughs> I'm going to ring an LBC and say, why aren't planets hard anymore? <laughs> What's that red planet there? I don't know. Let's name it after the Roman god of war. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? Uh, Z2412B. No, Fuck off. C- call it Bastidium, <laughs> where the, all the bastards come from. Bastidium! <laughs> I thought the bastards came from a Bastille. <laughs> Bastidium Pla- Welcome to Planet Bastidium Bastidium hey, Wherever you park your car It's going to get fucking robbed <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bastards With his Bastidium What do you expect from us Yep fair point <laughs> I didn't bring you to uh, Lovely planet of lovely men Loving Tud is over the way. It's a three million light years to the left. And then a bit to the right. Bastidium, damn it. Why do we always go to holiday to Bastidium? Everyone's arseholes here. I like how uh, Leaf Cassidy is just Al Snow now as well. It's just Al Snow with extra steps, isn't it? Mm. That's all he is now. Um, It is... um, now, Marty Jannetty has gone from this match already, as we've already documented. Uh, I'll give you a little bit on this. Uh, just before his elimination, uh, you may have spotted Marty Jannetty limping. Uh, he chipped a bone in his foot just before Ooh. he got eliminated from this match, as well as severely spraining his ankle, presumably whilst trying to alleviate pressure from his chipped foot bone. He started you know, putting extra pressure on the other ankle and sprained it. Uh, and that is pretty much the end of Marty Jannetty in the WWF for many years. Like, wow. he's done. We won't see him again now until, like, the noughties. Oh, I, I, I bet you're excited for the uh, the, the Nitro review because my clairvoyant powers <laughs> tell me that Marty Jannetty, for some reason, is going to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to turn up and uh, uh, talk about the virtues of... Uh, making love to rabbits <laughs> which is a real thing that Marty Jannetty has said or he's a, it's a gimmick I don't quite know anymore he's just a weird man isn't he he's just a weird man to quote Aidan Gibbons he's just a weird man <laughs> he's just a little foot and man like <laughs> I remember the blitz he's a weird man <laughs> I heard him attempting a Scouse accent on the, the October month and reviewed a little shitbag. <laughs> I, do war- I, I did warn him that <laughs> there'd, be ramif- there'd be repercussions for that. Yeah. People like to think he's taken a week off, but no, I've set him to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> You've set him on fire. <laughs> His house burned down. <laughs> <laughs> I did say, uh, I said, what, you have to do for your week off? I'm just going to sit around. <laughs> he has been doing his kitchen I know that much oh I think he is Will Ospreay I know yeah Wee, look at Bulldog <laughs> we haven't acknowledged the fact that Bulldog is the opening match man enough I don't think It's uh, not only is he the opening match he was the opening theme to be able to get the crowd hotter <laughs> when the crowd heard Bulldog's theme they're like yes we're off here we go <laughs> It's a bulldog kind of night in the garden. And he was like, Marty, man, do you want some chips? I've heard you've got chip, chip, chip butter. Or oh, I don't know. <laughs> chip. 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 Hey. 
body donna chip. There isn't a body donna called. Yeah, this is they're called chip and dip. Yeah, have you not seen them? They're all yellow and golden and crispy. Chip and dip. <coughs> and their manager saucy. Uh, <laughs> Fat version of the body donna's called chip and dip. <laughs> and sun dried tomato. <laughs> Sun-dried tomato. Jeebus! Whoa. That'll do. Easy, boys. Ah, oh, here we go. So it's Bully and Owen versus Doug and Phil. <laughs> Doug and Phil? Doug just and Phil. like two fellas, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like John Cena when you just call him John. It, just, it just, doesn't resonate nice the same way, does it? No. Lovely spinning heel kick. That's lovely, that. Harvey Whippleman outside as well. Oh. That's a lovely suplex off the top. That's reverse superplex, rather. Big fan of his work. There's lots of, um, lots of optimism. Whoa! Oh. Thought Bulldog had been booted from the match then. I'd have been very sad. <laughs> I'm expecting him to win it. I'm expecting he's, him to win the whole he's, thing. He's the ultimate champion of survival. <laughs> I have won the Survivor Series by virtue of surviving. <laughs> Longer than Tom. <laughs> what do you mean? I outlived you. What do you mean? How are we, how are we having this conversation in the afterlife? <laughs> what? Am I dead? Yes, you're dead. <laughs> I'm I. sorry, Davey. I Come funeral, but I was watching the racing. <laughs> How the fuck did you outlive me? <laughs> Sheer bloody are. bastard determination, David. <laughs> That's nothing, fucking Jake Roberts is still alive. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I say that because Jake Roberts has even gone, why am I still alive? <laughs> In his documentary, I remember him going like, why am I still here? And all these other people have gone. I was like, oh, Jake. It cuts to Ric Flair somewhere drinking, you know, a pint of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cruel twist of fate. <laughs> I'm on my third box of red wine. <laughs> happy 100th birthday. Just keep on keeping on. <laughs> like some kind of like horrible wrestling Sophia Loren. <laughs> He is like a Sophia Loren, is Ric Flair. <laughs> it's funny just, when just... AEW assigned him and everybody just went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why have you done that? Why are you, why are you enabling him to wrestle? I, I like the fact that the first thing Ric Flair said after he started was like, yeah, I feel good. Got an energy drink, all this. I really want to wrestle. They won't let me wrestle, but I want to re- I'm allowed to wrestle, but they won't let me wrestle, but I kind of kind of wrestle. I was like, fuck off. No, no, Rick. He's going to no. wrestle. Of course he is. You <sighs> what, I'm, I'm, totally won't resist doing Ric Flair's last match in AEW. I'm only on board with it. If it's a tag match and he betrays Sting one last time and then just the horse would turn up out of nowhere to kick fuck out of Sting. That's the, that's the only way that I can kind of 
reason in my head the whole Ric Flair jumping on Sting's retirement bandwagon. Yeah. He's like, he's just going to turn on him like the good old days. I hope so. I was really annoyed, and I made my my annoyance very clear on the news videos, with the fact that... Oh, hang on a minute. Who? No! I can't... I'm the ultimate survivor. You can't eliminate me. <laughs> oh, you prick. I love you. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm staying here. You ruined my night. So try and move me. <laughs> I'll go. Fuck it, I'll go. <laughs> I was having a lovely night. You ruined it. I'm going to go backstage and have a chocolate orange now. Fuck you all. <laughs> Dinner's not but Dinner's reserved at like 8 o'clock. I've got 40 minutes. <laughs> what am I going to do until then? <laughs> Wait outside. Look at me watch. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's free- ruined it. It's freezing out there. Fuck that. Where's that cotton candy, man? I'll have some cotton candy while I'm waiting. <laughs> well, he's walking in front of the hard cam. I mean, you, you'll see anything on the streets of New York in 1996, but <laughs> Davy Boy Smith in full gear eating cotton candy is something that I don't think even the most hardened New Yorker could understand. You okay there, sir? Yeah, it's worth my reservation. <coughs> Just don't want to go in hungry. <laughs> I want a little something to tie me over. And a hot dog and some cotton candy. Just the biggest, biggest candy floss you've ever seen. Just on a really small stick. He's like, oh, it's lovely, this. <laughs> Someone like this, he hasn't got a chew. <laughs> takes takes one bite and it starts pissing down. He's like, oh, no, it's gone. <laughs> I like that raccoon. <laughs> in that video, he took up the cotton candy, put it in the water, and it dissipated, and the sadness in his face... Was enough to, to to break the coldest of hearts into a thousand pieces. I mean, uh, candy, candy floss, call it what you want. Proof that humans are the ideal animal because we somehow took sugar and thought, what happens if we spit it really fast? <laughs> oh, this looks unhealthy. What if we dip it in this hot oil? <laughs> What if we dip it in this hot fat? Oh, lovely. It doesn't look natural. Oh, don't worry. Let's make it neon pink. <laughs> Let's cover it in icing sugar. It'll be fine. Oh, an apple's healthy. What if we dip it in toffee? <laughs> lovely. Still healthy. <laughs> I'll only eat grapes if they are uh, dehydrated and smothered in chocolate. Okay, we can make that happen. <laughs> Thank you. I've now eaten a grape. <laughs> yeah, it does. One me five a day. A, it does. And B, shut up. <laughs> Sasser. Oh, is, is this still Bulldog just chuntering to himself on the streets of New York? <laughs> Trying to quantify why he's eating his third his third toffee apple. Why is it why is it the big apple? You should have cut something more delicious like the big roast dinner or something <laughs> yeah I don't want to go to an apple <laughs> big pie I call it a big pie I eat a big eat bread big bread butty oh <coughs> bugger Owen's dead as well <laughs> he's killed them both. come on Owen You're come bastard. on Owen let's go get some some of that pizza hey if we ask them uh, our, our order at Wagamama we might be able to bring our table forward <laughs> No go, Wagamama. Anyway, it's rubbish. 
<laughs> they don't even do mash. I've asked them. Every time I go in. <laughs> I brought my own mash once and they told me to get out. And I was like, no, I'm hungry. I love Bulldog bringing his own mash into Wagamama. <laughs> Just in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a plate, please? <laughs> What's in I your hand? I... My mash. <laughs> you can't kick me out. I'm being polite. <laughs> <laughs> Where in your book does it say I cannot bring my own mash in by hand? <laughs> <laughs> there was something I saw on Instagram that was very bulldog around Halloween, and it was like a big, <laughs> it was like a like a big trough full of scrambled egg outside someone's house, and a sign above <laughs> it saying, "Please take a handful." Oh, that's the dream, though. Just a big handful of scrambled egg. I'm a lovely Halloween. <laughs> Bring your own sausages for a lovely treat. <laughs> I'm just I don't want to take the scrambled egg. I just want to dip me sausage in the uh, in the in the scrambly <laughs> egg water. Give it a little mixing. Oh, Kevin Kelly, Paul Bearer, and Mankind in the boiler room of MSG. Oh God, I forgot about uh, the the Paul Bearer effigy in a cage. <laughs> the funniest effigy we've ever seen. Talking of effigies, we just had Guy Fawkes night, haven't we? We have indeed. We did a big old firework night. How was? Did you did you celebrate it? No, I fucking ate it. Um, and some cunts were setting off fireworks at half four in the morning. So I was in a, a I was in a rare old mood yesterday. <laughs> you in a rare old mood. I know who to thunk her. I know. You're normally so calm and controlled. I mean, I'm usually just a beacon of joy at all and any given opportunity. <laughs> Although, saying that though, now that we've got Halloween and Bonfire Night out of the way, this this is the period that I'm in my most uh, content and happiest because it's my birthday soon and it's Christmas and I'm a big Christmas guy. So enjoy this next six or seven weeks because I'll be, you know... Um, Gruntled, as opposed to disgruntled. Ah, so. <laughs> gruntled, Jackie Orlando. Ple- pleasantly gruntled. And speaking of gruntled, there's Tony Chimmel, not with a <laughs> microphone in his hand. The gopher himself, Tony Chimmel. As cage inspector. We're getting them second of the night. Bet Taker was fuming about this. I'd have done either first or last. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think at this point WWE truly subscribe to the idea that, you know, you can put a main event match on first. Yeah. Like, it I was sti- still seen uh, as, like, curtain jerking. I still am not mad on that. I understand why it's done, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a traditionalist at heart. Really? I, I, I get it, because the idea that you start hot. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I fully get... Like, I don't mind, like, a marquee match being first. I think it's when it's a uh, when it's like a world title or any kind of title match first. I think it's just more that that kind of makes me go, eh. mm. Or if, like, um, say, a Money in the Bank pay-per-view starts with a Money in the Bank match, I'm like, eh. You think that should go on last? Yeah, need, it needs a bit more build. But then what if you have a world title match and a Money in the Bank match on the same show? Where do you put them? Do you uh, put them both at the main event? I'd say put them both in the main event, yeah. So both one after the other? Potentially. 
potentially maybe a bit in between where it's just like, oh, let's get the house lights up. There's over 500 of you here. Oh, give yourselves a big round <laughs> of applause. Get the house lights up. Right. Who's lost their, this shoe? <laughs> oh, right. Let's get the house lights up. Right. Who pooed in the hallway? <laughs> There's one of you. Who pooed in the corridor? That's what WWE needs to do between like the, the, the penultimate match and the main event. Just have some announcements about attendance, who pooed, maybe a meat raffle, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> meat raffle. Talking of a meat raffle, here comes the dead man. Yay! So, brace yourselves for the brand new Undertaker. Don't worry, it's still Mark Calloway, but he has a shiny new look. <laughs> And here comes Marty Gennetti from above. Not really. Oh, <laughs> it's Bat Taker. <coughs> Bat Taker. Ah, Bat it, Taker. It's amazing how shit it is, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Do you think Undertaker even knows it might be a bit shit at this point? <sighs> I don't know. I think he has a wavering uh, self self belief, unwavering sorry self belief when it comes to the character. But I didn't realize that um, Undertaker coming from the rafters predated Sting. Yes. Mm. And is he the first to come from the? Oh, no, I guess Shawn Michaels zip wired from the rafters. Yeah, but in terms of coming straight down, I think an argument could be made. But yeah, I think it's probably Undertaker then that um, mm. did it first. And look at the there new look. Go. Look at the new look Undertaker. He's got leather. We're we're on the road to my favourite era of Undertaker now. The Ministry. Just before the Ministry. So like we're we're talking um that the, the Hell in the Cell era, I'll call it. Just when, you know, he's wearing a bit of lacy. Obviously he gets his amazing theme. He's 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 not purple and that anymore. He's just wearing all like Black fetish gear, yeah, that's 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 what we're into. It <laughs> the fetish gear is a strong, is a strong new look. No, very strong. It looks a bit like it's it's funny because it still feels in in comparison to what where the Undertaker's gear goes, it still feels a bit like a prototype. For yeah, what it would definitely. be like, they'll refine it in the years to come. Yeah, it's got like a, a sort of bin liner esque quality to it. <laughs> <laughs> like you, know, you have a bin bag, you just cut armholes in it, like a crap Halloween costume. Yeah, it's 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 a bit Midian, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, that's a good shout. It's a bit Midian. Did you hear that Midian lost um lost a toe recently? I did. Yeah, I, I saw the headline, but didn't actually click into it. it. Sounded a bit too gruesome. I think it was a chefing accident. I I just. I, did did you read the full story? Because I should think what he did. Uh, I didn't. Shall I read it? Uh, oh, go on. We're here now. Hang on. Let's get the story of Dennis Knight and his horrible toe. <laughs> uh, news. Half his foot, not even a toe. Oh. Oh, gosh. Um. Let's have a look what it says. 
Uh, so, uh, Dennis Knight Catering is the name of his catering company. I see mm. what he did there. Uh, now, he told ad-free shows, I've had to take a break from being a chef. I got half my foot cut off about six months ago. There's these things called speed racks. They're like big squares. They have shelves, and you wheel the food around. They could be hundreds and hundreds of pounds when they're fully loaded. One of them Ooh. fell off a broken back deck and landed on my foot. And because of the fractures in my spine, I can't feel from my knees down. So when I was cooking a lot, I wore a hole in the bottom of my big toe to the bone. It got infected and I didn't even feel it. This thing fell on my foot. It was like, oh, I felt like a li it felt a little swollen, but that was it. I couldn't feel anything. So I get home, I take my shoe off, I put my sock off. Two of my toes are just hanging off. And one of them was in a sock. This was an hour later. So I went right to hospital. I was there for five days getting antibiotics. And they took uh, and then they and then they took off the toes. I have no toes on my right foot. I have a size 15 foot, but right now it's a size 11. It's like Jesus. It's just where all your toes start. They've clipped them off. So it's like a big slipper. <laughs> Can't feel it at all, which is weird. I started working and then I was going to the gym a lot and I wore a hole in the bottom of my foot without knowing it. I got sore and when that happens, I had to stop and make sure because it causes an infection. So there you go. Lost all his toes. That's, that's, uh, that's harrowing. <laughs> oh. I guess the... The, the comfort that comes from that is he didn't know he'd lost him. Yeah, and if he couldn't feel it, at least he wasn't in excruciating agony. Yeah, I feel somewhat better about Midian's situation, the fact that he didn't know that he <laughs> lost half his bloody foot. I'm just glad he called his catering company Dennis Knight Catering and not, oh, fuck, naked Midian cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he called it naked Midian cooking, it would have done some decent business. Naked Midian cooking, and it's all just like it's all it's like you know like the Naked Kitchen idea where like it's all just like fresh ingredients and there's no bollocks yeah. and it's all clean eating. <laughs> naked Midian cooking, yeah, mm? <laughs> no bollocks especially, <laughs> especially no bollocks. The only bollocks is sometimes mine because sometimes they, <laughs> I I drop them in the stew by accident. Apologies. <laughs> But I can't feel it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you certainly can't taste it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Is there a link for Dennis Knight Catering? I want to try and find whether we can book him for something. Oh. Uh, where are... Oh, no. It's on the... It's, I'm in a list of... People who own... Wrestlers who own restaurants. Abdullah the Butcher's, what was it, a house of Chinese food and ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy of Japan owned a uh, a restaurant, but not Big Daddy of of Yorkshire. Oh, imagine that. It'd just, it'd just be a, a greasy spoon, wouldn't it? <laughs> it'd have been brilliant. Uh, Dennis Knight Catering. Oh, there's no pictures of it. It's just a picture of Midian, like... <laughs> putting some food As on median. a plate. <laughs> so I guess you book them for like occasions. Maybe we could book them for the wedding. 
Or catering by Dennis Knight, Alex. The, Who? The wrestler. The, 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 must have been, uh, like, uh, he must have had a wedding at, at some point where someone's gone, hang on, is that median over there? <laughs> I, I, if I could book them just to pop my brother, then I would. <laughs> isn't he, like, 6'5 as well? Mm. Like, well, yeah, you just said he's got size 15 feet. He's a big fucker. He's not inconspicuous, is he? He is a beast of a man. Yeah. Him cooking your wedding. You wouldn't <laughs> you I'd love that. That'd be a lovely day. <laughs> anyway, best wishes, Midian. I'm sorry about all your toes. Yeah. That's gonna be a nightmare trying to count them now. <laughs> you can only count to fifteen now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dennis, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. It's Jack Atkins' yeah. fault. He led, Hello. He led me astray. Someone else that we have to run from now. <coughs> I mean, our, our list of potential enemies grows with each passing day. <laughs> it really does. Which is worrying now because if I end up going, if I'm, if I'm back on another wrestling tour, I'm I'm more likely to bump into. <laughs> Just don't make enemies with PCO. Yeah, I have to be nice to PCO. Yeah, uh, just, just actually no, just just speak in a really thick brummy accent. He might not be able to understand you. Or right, PCO. <laughs> Perfect nation one. I remember when you was a pointer. I remember you were a Quebecer. You were the Mounties, were you? I like you in your IWF. And he's just there, just going. Uh, uh, we <laughs> he does speak excellent English <laughs> when we had him on Desert Island Grabs he does speak excellent English have you had him I'm, on... so, uh, I'm so happy have you had him on the island oh yeah PCO's yeah. been on Coltonic Island he was lovely just a yeah. joyous a joyous man like like full of stories and, and, and willing to share them did he pick any of his own matches no he didn't know one of the matches he picked was uh, was an obscure um, house show match that he saw in, like, Montreal when he was, like, 15. I can't remember what it was yeah. now. But his picks were very interesting. Like, like I enjoy those ones. And then we talked about um, Final Battle and, and how much I love the bit where he, he got jump-started by Destro. Yeah. And I said, that's my favorite. And he went, oh, I was, that was shit. I said, no, <laughs> he said, no, it was shit. Because we basically somebody had sat on the hearse earlier in the day and damaged the bonnet. So they couldn't actually do the bit they wanted to do where they opened up the bonnet and ah. strapped the, uh, the, 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 the alligator, the crocodile plugs to the, bat, the car battery and do it yeah. that way. It would have just been a bit more visual. Instead, they had to kind of put them under the car, which didn't look as good. Because somebody had damaged the uh, the bonnet, he couldn't do it. Like the fact that someone just thought, "I'm going to sit on that car." I'm yeah, after they there. strictly said, "Don't sit on the car, don't don't <coughs> mess about with the car." And somebody he caught somebody just sat on the car. I was like, "Why are you sitting on his car?" Dick Fucking X. wrestlers, what are they like? Fucking eh? wrestlers, tell you what. If I ever meet a wrestler again, I'll give him what for. If I ever meet Moose again, <laughs> it wasn't Moose. You tell Moose from me yes. that he's a very he's a very intimidating man and <laughs> I enjoy his work. That's the right answer. 
we, I didn't I didn't chat too much to Moose, but he was lovely. But yeah. I know I did well because as I was saying goodbye to everybody, he offered me a fist bump. So I was like, I think that means I've done okay. Very nice. He was lovely. They were they were all lovely. Honestly, you hear a lot about the the impact locker room being really close and really fun and really yeah. supportive. And you think, oh, okay, it's probably a bit of you know bluster. And then I got to sit in it and went sit in the locker room. I was like, actually, yeah, it is. It's a lovely locker room. <laughs> Can confirm. Did you? Uh, I'm like, my question is, when you returned to North, you wore big league. Did you turn up in your fair coat with your sunglasses <laughs> and you're just like. <laughs> I said, uh, I did say to Bowers, I said, thank you for everything. This would have happened without you. However, my fee is now going up. <laughs> See, I've never met or seen Bowers. And whenever he's mentioned, I just pictured Dane Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to come to an all show so you can meet him properly and then realize, yes, it is Dane Bowers who runs North. Uh- I'd be like, I was, I'm a big fan of Out of Your Mind with True Steppers featuring <laughs> Victoria Beckham. I, for one, love True Stepping tonight. <laughs> Both bangers. Both bangers. <laughs> no, I didn't big leave, but did tell him I'm going to put my fees up. <laughs> so you should. I think you actually should. <laughs> <laughs> I won't with Bowers. I will with everyone else. Yeah, you know me. I'm a, I'm a union man. I say, you know, <laughs> rinse the bastards for all they're worth. <laughs> I, for one, am in the game of making money. And I would like to make some money from you. <laughs> if that's not fair, then that, it was it was interesting because I, I, I didn't I don't know what all the wrestlers were on, but there was but the general consensus is like, you know, they are, the advice I get is like, know your worth and go, this is mm. my fee. This is what I do it for. And then if someone says, oh, that's too much, you go, okay, then all the best with the show. Then that's it. Don't like, yeah, definitely. don't negotiate. <laughs> know your worth. Wasn't that the rock's phrase? Know your worth and don't <laughs> negotiate. And eat your peas, I think was the phrase. <laughs> know your worth and eat your peas. <laughs> I remember giving a promoter many years ago my fee and they went, okay, would you do it for free? (laughs) (laughs) I just went, no. It'd be good. It'd be a good opportunity in a new market. I went, no, (laughs) that's that's what I'd do it for. And they never rang me again. So that's strange. (laughs) But I like the effort. Would you do it for free? Uh, uh, Yeah. Would you do it for free so we could get a look at you? I was like, oh, you know what I look like? <laughs> you approached me. Yeah, you came to me. Like, you're really, it's the whole, do you know, and that's the, it's a shame because I know people who've had conversations that go, but people go, yeah, you're really good. We'd love to work with you. And you go, this is how much it'll cost. Go, oh, well, yeah, the thing is, we can get somebody else for this much. So well, you just said I was really good. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. A lot of wrestling companies, and I'm not suggesting, like, book me or anyone but i'm just saying some food for thought they scrimp on commentators for like yeah. their youtube proposition and i think you can't because you know outside of the shows that you run more people are going to see it so why have just some shit house some shit house free commentators doing a bad job for you Making i mean the show this, is, this is this is this is how i felt when i was just a freelancer because obviously you know 
journalism, but uh, I do copywriting as well. And the amount of times when you see someone's made a business, they've got the, you know, the whatever their business is, they've got the, the services, they've got the pricing, they've got the logos, etc. And then when it comes to actually writing press releases or anything, they're just like, oh, I can write. And it's like, and it's just a load of shit. And it's just like, <laughs> nope, pay someone to write for you, you cheap. That's it. It's a skill. So hmm. pay for someone to have that skill. But I think they tend to skimp out on that, not seeing the importance of it, of getting hmm. somebody in who knows how to do it yeah, and do it well. One of the things that Scott said to me as I continue to fucking <laughs> name drop the shit out of my time at Impact was um, we had a nice chat at the end and, and I think he repeated it in the, in the interview that he did for us officially where he said the nice thing for me is that I can come here, I can, you know, there's lots to focus on but as long as I can go, that's dealt with like, you know, having you here and having Simon in Glasgow I could. I was comfortable knowing the ring announcing, ring announcing sorted. I don't need to worry about that. I can just think about other things. I know that you've got that in hand, and that's invaluable. By the way, the Undertaker yeah. just tombstone mankind and won the match. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We discussed the shit out of that match. That was good. I think the most I mean, we said about that match was, "Oh, look at Undertaker. He's wearing a bin bag." And then we talked about Midian's foot for five minutes. <laughs> talked about Midian's foot. And you talked about calling it Dennis Knight Catering. <laughs> and then you talked about copywriting. And then I talked about crap commentators. Yeah. We cover the gamut. Now, the... I mean, to, to, be, to be fair for us, that's, uh, that's more on piece to the actual. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Talking of on piece, he's been on the piece. It's Terry Gordy. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Nice, very nice. Thank you. It's the executioner. Why isn't Terry Gordy getting over? Cries Vince, having put Terry <laughs> Gordy in a fucking mask. <laughs> I don't understand. I like the fact, though, that at this time they're thinking, right, we need to try and get some new blood in the tag division. We'll bring in Fairness Stefan. I will bring in Terry Gordy, tag team specialist, and none of his partners. <laughs> put him under a hood. <laughs> and then get angry when he doesn't get over. Like, oh, imagine if they would have brought in the Miracle Violence connection at this point. I just had them just, just, just eating the new rockers live on TV. It would have been amazing. <laughs> Then the attitude here would have begun early. Yeah, which it already has. It hasn't begun But yet. anyway. <laughs> Look at the fucking other... He's wearing a gimp suit. He's wearing this a bin bag. <laughs> and he's got a teardrop because that means he's killed a man. Either that, just really, really sad. <laughs> or just sad with an infection. <laughs> so, Undertaker was going to get five minutes with Paul Bearer. Had he mm-hmm. won, and they reneged on that immediately. So, see you yep. at the next pay-per-view, probably. Uh, of course. Dave Star Ratings. So, what did Dave give the opening Survivor Series match? We didn't do this one. I'm going to say two and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. Mm, Dave liked it. And what did Dave give the Undertaker and Mankind? Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. On the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Un- um Undertaker came down with a new came came out with a new ring costume 
dropping from the ceiling in a ring outfit with bat wings and with a new haircut as well as a way to debut a new Undertaker who does more wrestling. Hey. And it's true, <laughs> he does more wrestling. And they do more yeah. computers. Oh, my God. Oh, I love, I love these so much where they've got people typing for them. Do you reckon, right uh, Con- do you reckon Conrad Thompson has that WWF on AOL sign somewhere? Oh, I bet he does. He has all the other taft, doesn't he, of the rest in years <laughs> gone by. I bet he's got that. I love this, though. I lo- oh. it's, a, it's a wild sunny appearing now in healthier days. She's got her music back as well. Did she lose it for a while? She, well, she had the stripping music, didn't she? Oh, yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. I do prefer this. Yeah. I think it's it, with Sonny's music and it suits her more. Yeah. As soon as you said Sonny and it suits her more, in my head, for some reason, just one of the synapses in my brain just went, oh, Sonny Odu. Imagine him coming out of this. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. <laughs> Sonny Ono coming out to Sonny's music. Sonny just makes me sad. Yeah. It's a real fall from grace story, isn't it? Yeah. That's brought the mood down. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Oh, follow your heart. Oh, uh, but it's Hitman Heart because there's no E in it. And the top of it looks like a kind of uh, like the cleft of a bottom. It looks a bit like the cleft of a bottom. Speaking of the cleft of a bottom, that's what this team is called. What a motley crew. <laughs> Truly is a killer's row. Crush, Jerry Lawler, Goldust, Hunter. I forgot the Hunt was champion. After he hauled swapped the title. He did. A whole bit of trickery from Mr. Perfect, who should be here. But where's mm. Mr. Perfect, Jack Atkins? He's he's fucked off to Atlanta, hasn't he, Tom? Mm. Well, he has, because according to the Wrestling Observer, Kurt Hennig was furious at WWE officials, believing they had sabotaged his chance at receiving a lump sum settlement from Lloyds of London's insurance agency. Complication with the settlement concerned whether Hennig planned on returning to the ring or not, and if he was, then he wasn't entitled to collect. It's noted that McMahon offered Hennig a hefty wrestling contract in the wake of the settlement breakdown to make up for the lost payout. Hennig reportedly agreed, but then WCW swooped in, made an even bigger financial offer, and it led to Hennig walking out of the WWF despite previously having a binding contract. Uh, mm. This uh, this is an issue that will continue all the way into the summer of next year, and after which he'll debut for WCW. So we were meant to see Hennig here tonight, but Hennig has at this point walked out because WCW have gone. Here's a bigger bag of money for you than what the WWF was going to give you, and we'll let you wrestle more. And I mean, so what? We we won't see him now to what two thousand two, two thousand and three in the WWF ring, two thousand and two. Yeah, we've just um. If this is the classic SmackDown review, we've just seen his return and we're in the process of seeing a little bit more of him. It's not the most auspicious run outside of that Rumble appearance. Yeah. There's a couple of bits and pieces that happen along the way. 
not what, like him having a fight with Brock Lesnar on a plane. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the next highlight. We're not far off from the plane ride from hell. I didn't realize the plane ride from hell occurred like the same week they were rebranding to WWE. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, no. weird little PR predicament to be in there. Oh, God, are you? So gold dust. Part of the baddie team, as I as young Tom would have called them. Ooh, the bloody baddies. Oh, them baddies. It's 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 weird that like as a kid you call them goodies and baddies, and then you get a bit older and you're just like, that's how little kids talk. It's good guys and bad guys. And then you come back to it as well. I love saying goodies and baddies. Yeah. Ooh, he's a baddie, him. Ooh, he's a bloody baddie. He's a wrong and different thing. <laughs> <laughs> his ass burnt down. His ass burnt down. That title suits Hunter Hearst Helmsley, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although he's still very much aristocracy, he's got a bit of a swagger to his step now. I wonder how long it takes until he gets his music change. Oh, we're not far off, because I'm pretty sure yeah. he has um, Ode to Joy by, by WrestleMania, I think. Yeah. I think, even though obviously that that's the, the the ending really of the Hunter Hearst Helmsley gimmick before he he uh, becomes try, um, ah. Out of Joy really good as a theme. I, I love classical music and wrestling anyway, but it's 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 the business. It feels particularly right for Hunter. It's got a bit more yeah. of a bite to it. All right, talking of bite, <laughs> <laughs> what a pro, what a pro, what a pro, ladies and gentlemen, what a pro. <laughs> so we've already had a little bit of a, a conflab with this team. Uh, Mark Henry was set to team with Mark Mero et al here, but he was pulled from Survivor Series with a leg injury, very last minute. Mm. So we were at, we were set to see Mark Henry in this team, and in the build up to it, it's been Mark Henry et al, uh, but no Mark Henry tonight. I don't think we even get. I don't even know if he gets a mention on commentary. I might be wrong, but I don't think he does. Yeah, because he had his leg uh, a couple of weeks ago in the build-up to this, but obviously they'd filmed all the content. So I know that we are expecting a special guest. Mm-hmm. We Not Mark are. Merrow and Sable's last look, I'll say that. <laughs> I think because um, Sable's hair is flat. I think, I don't know whether that hair yeah. suits her. And uh, Merrow with his little horrible ponytail and mustache. Yeah, he looks a bit like like a like somebody drawing Tom Selleck from memory. <laughs> yes, from Talking the trees. <laughs> <laughs> he is so given up on the stalker thing now. Like yeah. the face paint is off. He's not doing the creepy walk. He says, "Here I am, I'm a baby face from the eighties. Woo, WWF. <laughs> I'm a stalker. Woo. He's just like Barry Windham, isn't he? And again, attitude era because he's dressed like the boys. So there you go. <laughs> oh, here he comes! Ooh. that blue chipper right there! A fucking hell. Rocky Maivia. He's he's so happy to be here, folks. He's lovely. He loves his mum. He's done all his homework. Oh, he hasn't. He, he has not done his homework because. <laughs> Uh, uh, he would later go on to admit whilst watching this back for WWE, he walked out there and didn't know where the hard cam was. <laughs> Which is why he just gestured back towards the ramp 
because he didn't know where the hard camera was. Just pointing everywhere like Buff Daddy. Just. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> Three guys, did you? <laughs> This must be his, one of his last appearances now. Yeah, we're nearing the end now. But this was... See, at the time, getting the VHS of this, I was like, that's great. That's a bit random, but that's great. But having watched this chronologically, I'm like, I get it now. Because Jerry Lawler's in there. Yeah. He still gets a pop as well. Oh, yeah, of course he does. Roberts will forever get a pop. Yeah. Especially from this miserable bull bastard here. Hooray. <laughs> he was on Dynamite this week, wasn't he? Or the week just gone. He was. He turned up with yeah. the righteous. And uh, bless him. You could tell he's struggling to talk. Can just about cut up mm. some, like a couple of lines of a promo. But I, I like that pairing. I like the righteous. And I like that they're slowly getting onto TV, but... I think uh, if 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 they use Jake Roberts well with them, that could be that could be gold. Yeah, definitely. There's potential there. Oh, a Christmas says me, Carol. I've, I've watched fuck all wrestling since Wrestle Dream. <laughs> you can't say that. You watch them all. Obviously, I watch them. I watch them all. <laughs> um, I've just actually it, 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 a bit of a bit of interesting news. I just finished. The first draft of the big, massive project I've been working on. Ooh. So I've been watching old wrestling, but I've not been watching as much current stuff recently. You've been, yeah, your head has been deep into classic wrestling, classic mm. review wrestling. You could, uh... mm. Mm. So you haven't watched Turning Point yet? <laughs> I haven't. No, I, I didn't even watch. I, Very good. I didn't even watch. I didn't watch Bound for Glory because usually it's me covering them for the website. But it was the, it was like three days after my back went and I just messaged Aiden saying I, I can't sit at my desk for five hours overnight because I'll, I'll I'll just be in agony and he was like don't worry I'll sort it and then obviously the massive fucking revelation that TNA's back came so it was it was a comedy of errors as usual like Jack Atkins somehow missing the big scoops missing the big stories because there was a thing for a while wasn't there where like You'd be off or you'd be asleep as something massive happened in wrestling. I mean, did you hear yeah, about the cause... blunder I made with that? Yes, I have, yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. That was good. See you later. See ya. What? There's more? You faded to black. <laughs> I'm already in my pajamas. Halfway home. Got kebab. God damn it. It's embarrassing for my future employers. But yeah, it's because um, I, I look back at Time Tastic with me for our, the last few that's years. That's our scheduler for booking time. That off. is our schedule, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, obviously, Aiden and I, because, well, anyone who um, covers live pay per views, we either take the day off 
after it or we accrue the time and keep time in low so between Aiden and I we like an extra like month's worth of holiday a year that we've got to somehow try and find time to take um and I don't take usually apart from this year where I've moved house I don't usually take any time off until like the last third of the year so then I'm just off all the time and that's when everything massive happens because it's the road to the Royal Rumble so <laughs> so now it's tactical and <laughs> mm. <laughs> now it's a tactical move isn't it yeah, because I've got the week, uh, the week of full gear. I'm doing full gear. I'm off for a week, and obviously that's the week of Survivor Series, so I might be off for CM Punk's return. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a time check in a while. Apologies if you're trying to watch along with us. Um, the current time on the Pepe View: uh, one hour and one minute and thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five. One hour and one. Currently, Goldust and Mark Mero. Mark Mero with a roll-up on Goldust for only a two-count. That is your time check, sponsored by Acuris. <laughs> we'll uh, check back in with Acuris for another time check later in the show. Thank you. I miss rigging the speaking clock. I never did. Did you not? No. At the third stroke, the time sponsored by Acuris will be 9.34... And ten seconds. Dude, dude. How much did that sponsorship deal cost them, and how much revenue did it bring in for them? (laughs) I'd be intrigued to know how much accuracy made from that. Is the speaking clock still a thing? Yeah. Let's find out together. Because I, I always think it's it's strange at like um, you know, the more posh sporting events like Wimbledon and the Formula One where Rolex will sponsor it. And it's like, surely Rolex doesn't need sponsorship. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought There's not someone just... out there with 20 grand. Yeah. So someone's not there just figured, oh, I've got 20 grand here to spend. I could do with a watch. Ooh, what's this Rolex they talk of? No. I guess it's just an association, isn't it? Hmm. Ooh, the speaking clock is still a thing. One, two, three. Look at that. <laughs> the time from BT will be 1.45 and 30 seconds. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the actual joy on your face. I didn't realise it was still a thing. How exciting. Do you ever 118118? Oh, God, yeah. I remember the, the, the big launch with the two fuckers with the moustaches. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they just Google shit for you. <laughs> That must be a good job. I doubt it's even a job anymore because everyone just Googles their own stuff now. <laughs> I need a hotel 118118. Oh, I'm just sorry. Right, I've looked on booking.com and got one. Yeah. I need the speaking clock 118118. <laughs> Ring 123. Oh, what here you we do go. is you dial 0800 REVERSE and then ask for 118118. Oh. Ooh. Oh, they'll never know. Meanwhile, look at this bit of history in the ring now. Rock yeah. and Triple H. I mean, I wonder if they'll ever cross paths again. Nah. 
This seems like a one-off thing. There's no Never reason. to be repeated. This, this seems that there's no reason for it to be repeated. I remember they tried to... They, a few years ago, they had a little stare down on SmackDown. And mm. the reaction was quite tepid. So they went, let's not do that again. Oh. Yeah, because when they did WrestleMania um, with, when Ronda Rousey first turned up, that was big. Oh, yes. They had like a showdown, didn't they? Hmm. That was one of those feuds that I really liked because it didn't matter who was face and who was heel. It worked. Even when they swapped it around, it just always worked. They just had really nice chemistry. Mm. They just sort of bounced off each other well. But I always think Rock was... Rock's always been better as a baby, as a heel, I think. Definitely. I've always... Enjoyed... I think Trip. He's great as a face, but I've enjoyed him more yeah. as a heel. Yeah, especially that proper dickhead run start the nation and ended up in the corporation. Amazing. And again, when um, he leaned into it in 03, when he leaned into yeah. the Hollywood rock thing and was just fabulous. Because like, people wanted to boo him. Like, I seem to remember he, we might have talked about this before. I remember in 02, he popped up on Raw like as a, to do like a plug for his new film. And he went, hey, it's DJ here. And everybody went, fuck off. DJ! No! And uh, people booed him when he came out at one point. And I was like, ah, there you go. And then when DJ? he came back as Hollywood Rock, everybody went, ah, we hate you now, but now we love you. <laughs> fickle fuckers, wrestling fans, aren't they? are they? fickle bastards. Has anyone ever asked The Rock why he wore boots with his calf muscle out? <laughs> First chance I get, I will. <laughs> Hi, The Rock. I've been waiting years for this. So, why the fuck did you have boots that showed your calf muscle? <laughs> Perhaps he's just very proud of his calves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very proud of my calves. I think I'd probably show them off. Oh, your calves are ugly. Calfzilla, me. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been called in my house. Calfzilla. <laughs> they, they, they call him the baby cow where I'm from. <laughs> My mum and dad got really annoyed because they were like, why do you have like legs like a rugby player? When you like, why do you play rugby? I was like, I just prefer eating and sitting down. <laughs> yeah, because then you have up your tiny hands and you're just like, can I catch a rugby ball with these fuckers? Exactly. That should have been my answer all those years. Why were you a rugby player? Have you seen the size of my hands? I mean, the worst rugby player. I mean, if, if, if it's any consolation... Until you point out the fact that you've got small hands, it's not noticeable. That's good to know. Yeah. It's not like the first time I met you, I was like, who's the fellow over there with Lego hands? <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> Just like hooks. <laughs> yellow hooks on the end. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. <laughs> Writing an article. Of course you are, darling. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only when I compare them to other people's hands they realise people realise how small my hands are. Mm. Teeny tiny fucking hands, like. But that would have been, yeah. I wish I'd thought of that as a as a as a comeback. Whenever they said, "Oh, why don't you play rugby?" Because oh, I've got tiny hands. <laughs> oh, here we go. Biggest party of the summer: Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. Uh, Jerry Lawler and Jake Roberts once again. Yay. I wonder if Jerry Lawler's going to get out a bottle of whiskey. Oh, he's, he's already making some hilarious drunk jokes. 
I mean, that looked more like a beauty, really, didn't it? Oh, there we go. Hey! Get him gone. Lovely. Took it like a pro as well. It was a beautiful DDT. It was a smooth DDT. There's an art to taking a good DDT, isn't there? Yeah. That's always my thing when people say, oh, there's too many super kicks now in wrestling. I'm just like, every move gets watered down from a finisher to a common move. Like, a DDT for me should be a finisher. Do you think even now, like, it should be protected? Yeah. There's, there's certain moves you think, all right, if this was a real fight, what could kill a man? Like, a DDT, a pile driver, kicking someone very hard in the neck. Like, <laughs> they, they'd all mess someone Would you up. pull out a super kick in a fight? Uh, I have done. No, I haven't. A shoot, a shoot um, super kick. Shoot super kick. Imagine that. Slap the leg and everything as Vince McMahon goes berserk. A shoot hurricane rana in a street fight. <laughs> I'll have you. <laughs> Once did a shoot moonsault in a fight. I once did a shoot crisscross in a fight as we just kept running. Irish ripped the guy into the wall <coughs> and he kept running. I just... A shoot Irish Irish whip. You're having a fight and you just whip him down the street and he's just running for a mile. I'll get you! Bastard! You found my one weakness! <laughs> I need a rope to bounce off! Oh, look at that! Some say he's still running. <laughs> My Andy, du- Andy Dufresne kept on running. <laughs> he ran for 400 miles. Get busy running or get busy sassing. <laughs> that famous scene from the Shawshank uh, Club. Featured famous Irishman Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman and I'm an Irishman. Welcome to the <laughs> Shawshank Club. <laughs> it's rubbish here. I'm going to go. No, you can't. I'm a prison <coughs> officer and you can't leave. But I've been good. Don't care. I'm going to tell Warden you've been shit. Uh, how about if we redo the roof? Uh, maybe then. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, all right, you little tinker. What if we start a library? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, here, have this spoon. Just use it to carve <coughs> some chess pieces. <coughs> and nothing else. No, fun- no funny business, you. <laughs> oh, I told him, no funny business. And he's carved a bloody tunnel. Sorry, spoilers what? for the Shawshank Redemption, by the way. One of them's got a pet fucking pigeon. <laughs> Is that allowed? Like, feel like, feel like we should stop that. You, I asked if I could bring me dog and he said no. <laughs> What's to bring me cat to work? <laughs> we haven't had a Louie and Poppy update in a while. Well, um, Louie is currently outside the door of my office complaining. Oh, <laughs> but... Let him in. Up, up. Let him in. Let him in. I oh, know it'd be free. It'd the be Liverpool one. Let him in. He'll get bored in a bit. <laughs> but um, they've been all right. They've been, they've been on the best behaviour recently. Uh, Poppy was a little startled by the fireworks. Louis didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, 
that's about it. They've been a bit boring. They're shit. Got to get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're too comfortable in this new life. They're wankers. But no, they've, they've been all right. How's, 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 uh, how's Big Daddy Pabba? Big Daddy Pabba's, uh, he's grand. Uh, what's new with... Um, mm. With Big Pat. Oh, so um, obviously the winter has rolled in in the northeast, so it is a bit cold. Mm. So he's taken to lying by the radiator in the corner of the room. So he's just like, oh, it's nice and warm down here. So a few times if we can't find him, there's a little sort of Pablo-shaped croissant under the boiling <laughs> hot radiator. <laughs> like, mate, do you want to, like, move away? Because, like, that is a scoldingly hot radiator. He's like, no, fine. I'm fine. I'm not going to bear my ass. And then uh, one day, Alex put like a blanket down for him so he'd be a bit comfier. And he proceeded to sit like just outside of his normal spot and not on the blanket. And I was like, that's, that's for you, dude. <laughs> no. And as soon as we moved it, he went and lay next to the radiator again. And Alex is like, well, I want to get him something to keep him warm or keep him cozy. But he doesn't, he avoids them all the time. I was like, well, don't worry about it then. Like, We've given him the option to have like a a little blanket or something comfortable to lie on and he just decides just to lie on the floor. Like, can't make him. Can you not get one of those things you put on the radiator? Like one of those little scoopy we things? We had one and he just avoided it. <laughs> he went, oh, good good shout. Not doing that. Because <laughs> we had a scoopy thing that, <laughs> that fit perfectly, took his weight yeah. and he got in it once, climbed out, never went near it again. He's just an awkward bugger. He's just yeah. awkward AF, and he just goes, ah, "I'm not lying in that. I'll just, I'll lie where I want." Um, oh, that was something actually. Uh, Louis set his ass on fire last <laughs> week. <laughs> and you say he's been boring? Because <laughs> obviously, yeah, fuck's sake. I mean, since we've moved, the the. Our coffee table that we've had the entire time we've had him, he's just decided since we moved, oh, I like climbing on that now. So I thought, okay, I thought, I'll light a candle. Hopefully he'll realise, that's a candle. I won't go near that. He climbed <laughs> on the table, sat next to it, and singed his arse and didn't even realise. And I had to slap his bum to kind of put his bum out, and then it smelled of burnt cat hair. Oh, shit. But apart from that, he's been all right. <laughs> He didn't, and, he's, and he didn't twig at any point that his ass had been on fire. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Useless. God love it. <laughs> hindrance. He's a hindrance. He, um... What happened recently where we were... Oh, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast or not. Um... We've talked about it in the office, and I think it's 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 funny as hell. Uh, so sometimes when I go away, when Alice I go away, uh, we we ask uh, Kieran uh, who to to pop in, <coughs> or Ben, Ben or Kieran to pop in, Ben Potter or Kieran from Triple Jump to pop in and just look in on Pablo. Go like, would you mind on the way home just nipping in and hmm. and popping around? Here's a spare key. Just you know, pop in and cheese. Okay. So Alex and I went to London uh, last month and um, Kieran was going to, was, was planning to pop round. So we have our dinner and then Kieran, I mean, I've got a missed call from Kieran, right? 
And I want to tell you the, the conversation, right? This is the conversation. So I ring him back. I go, oh, Kieran. He goes, hello. It's like, Kieran, it's Tom. Sorry, I missed your call. Everything all right? And he went, not really, no. I was like, okay. And then he said, verbatim, I don't know how to tell you this. I was like, oh, God, what? And Alex said she just saw the colour in my face drain as we're walking through London. I'm taking this call. And Kieran goes, but I've come home and I've dropped your spare key down the, the down a partition in my wall and I can't reach it. So I, I was like, okay. Right, okay. And Alex then just, and Alex is looking at me at this point, looking horrified. And I just go, Kieran, give me one second. And I put my hand over the receiver and go, Pablo's fine. I was like, right. So what happened is he dropped my spare, he dropped our spare key down a, a bit of the, like a, a crack in the the walkway to his house. And I was like, hey, don't worry about it. He said, I'm trying to get it out now. I said, okay, if you can't get it out in the next hour, don't panic. I can bring my landlord and we can sort something, but it's it's fine. Eventually he got the key out and it was all fine. And I said, but the I don't mind, like it happens. The issue I had was the opening two lines of that phone call. <laughs> not really oh no, i don't know how to tell you this like you're if i rang you and i was looking after louis and poppy and that was the opening line that i gave you your head would probably go I'd, to the same place that mine did i'd probably have to sit down on the floor <laughs> i'd be like oh <laughs> badge of alex saying like she saw the color from my face drain so she was worried and that's what that's, what, that's why i went the first opportunity i got i went the cat's fine right <laughs> I get it now every time I get a missed call from me dad and I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, what happened? And I'll just ring him back and he'd be like, hello, just wanted to know if you wanted some, you know, shite from a fair. And I'm like, I'm all right, thanks, dad. Shite from a fair. But, but I'm just like, my dad would never go to a fair. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my head. But I'm just like, a text would suffice in that situation, dad. It's fine. <laughs> I've, I, my, my dad tends to call. Uh, if he's on a long drive somewhere, like if he's if he's driving mm. to see like a customer or something, uh, and, and I'll get a phone. That's when I normally get a call. But it's normally it just happens to be normally at a time where I'm at my busiest. So like the last four times he's yeah. rang me, it's gone to voicemail, and he's like, oh, "I'll just stop ringing you." I said, "No, don't stop ringing me." It's just every you just keep catching me at the wrong time. Mum and Dad came to the um, the Coventry Impact show. They, they haven't been to see me. I think my dad's never seen me do it. My mom last time went. Last time yeah. she saw me was in two thousand and nine, uh, at, at a very small indie show in Worcestershire. And they said, "Oh, we want to come and support you. We know this is a big deal for you." Jake's gone. Um, we know this is a big deal. We want to come and support you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I swear to God, every time I stood up to do announcements, in the corner of my eye, I could just see my dad stood up going. Rubbish! Boo! Get off! <laughs> supportive dad is supportive. Rubbish! Boo! Fuck me. Cheers, dad. <laughs> On one video that he filmed... He should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> get a, he should get a proper job. He should do his family proud for once. <laughs> he, should move, he should move closer to home again and not live so far away. Sorry, sir. <laughs> on a video that mum and dad fil- mum filmed it as I was doing the first announcements and as I announced my name you just hear dad go 
Boo! I was like, cheers, Dad. <laughs> I said, did your boss hear me booing you? I said, I don't know. I didn't ask you. <laughs> they they're, they're they say, oh, it's just we just want to make sure you stay grounded. We want to just keep. <laughs> we're just we're just keeping you grounded, like keeping you on the level. We don't want you getting arrogant. <laughs> Like, and you're like, I'm nearly 40. I'm not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> just like just to keep you, you know, keep, keep you on the level. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rocky Maivia, he's not being arrogant. He's being a brilliant wrestler. Against, he's being a blue chipper. He's a blue chipper against Goldust and Naughty Crush. Big oh, Naughty it's... Crush. <laughs> the BNC. I, I miss how obviously now we get like we get bold Rocky every time he turns mm. up. So at this point, you get like when he's been in a match for a long time, you get Frizzy Rock. It's amazing, isn't it? Like a little pineapple head. It's great. It's a lovely haircut. I like the. I like the fact though that even though it's shaved in, he's still committed to the big sideburns at this. Hundred percent into the bit, and I and I applaud him for it. Crossbody. Oh, I like how he busted out the crossbody at WrestleMania the last time he wrestled proper. And it's like, uh, you want to send a memo to the MSG crowd, like, you're cheering him now. Keep this energy up, please, <laughs> because you're not going to be soon. Don't shit on him. Oh, here we go. The Rock's we... first finisher. Hey! Hey! Look at that. The boyhood dream has come true. Well done, Rocky. Yep, wrong way, mate. Hard cam's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Bless him. Like, this is is WWF, like, (coughs) drastically moving the camera to try and catch his front. (laughs) Bless him. Wrong, Rock! Wrong way! That's the entrance, Rock, mate. Rock, turn round! <laughs> it's even funnier now, I know it. God love him. <laughs> Do you reckon he got chewed out backstage? Yeah, or I reckon he had a little laugh at his expense. Yeah. Definitely. We all just got the back of his head. Vince is just kicking off. Oh, no, he can't because he's on, he's on, uh, he's on commentary. Oh, yeah. Bruce Pritchard kicking off. Pritchard going, Rob, damn way. But that's The Rock's debut. I mean, looks great. Yeah. Looked fine in there. Stood out well. Yeah. Worked hard. What do you think Dave Meltzer gave that match? Uh, two and a half. Just your two. Ooh. Uh, this match was designed to make Rocky Maivia into a new sensation. <laughs> Dave Meltzer says, "Yeah, Yeah. While rewatching the match, Johnson pointed out two instances in which he exuberantly pointed towards the entranceway upon hitting the ring during his entrance and right after pinning Goldust to win the match. That's because he thought the hard camera was up there instead of playing to the audience at Madison Square Garden. We got a lovely shot of the back of his head. Bloody hell, Rocky! Right, enough of that." That's that's the one person that's going to no doubt headline WrestleMania. 
on the show tonight. Let's crack on with this good hand in the mid card. Good hand in the mid card. He'll he'll never headline WrestleMania. No way. No chance, Sundance. Uh, can we have a timestamp we as well, please? We certainly can. Sponsored by Accurist. The time sponsored by Accurist <coughs> is one hour, 24 and 55 seconds, 56, 57, 58, 59, one hour, 25 exactly. Thank you for watching. Sponsored by Accurist. I like the early version of the stunner. Oh, it's my favorite. It, it, it looks more devastating. It becomes very much, it becomes more panto. As the years go yeah. on. Especially with The Rock and Scott Hall shit selling of it. <laughs> yes, I'm dying on this hill. It's terrible. Like, pe- pe- people go on at Shawn Michaels for overselling for Hulk Hogan and making him look stupid, but no one ever says about The Rock doing it for Steve Austin in the mid card where they both shall remain. That became a bit of a gag, though, didn't it? The way that yeah. The Rock took that stutter, like leaping onto like, the moon. It was impressive, don't get me wrong, but it just always took me out of it. It was just a fan. Ah, oh, that's a shame. I was never too upset with it. Mm. So here we bloody go. The main <coughs> event, essentially, in the middle of the show. Oh, are you? Whoa. Kiss. Build to this match has been so bloody good. I'll tell you that. They've had a lovely time with it. Oh, he's getting smoke. Oof. No one else has got smoke tonight. And blue lighting. Blue lighting. <sighs> oh, that, that exhale then was like, here we go. He knows this is a big deal. Yeah. A little smirk on his face as well. Crowder into him as well. This man jobbed to Jim Duggan in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we all jobbed to Jim Duggan in session in seconds. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I wonder whether Jim Duggan ever claimed that. Like, oh, I've beat him again, tough guy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have him again. All right. Oh, there's your boy. Look at him. Nice bit of orange piping. Peach piping yeah, on the uh, on the outfit tonight. Isn't it, the peach piping. Yeah. Hi, I'm Peach Piping. <laughs> what a lovely name. It's Peach Piping.
nom 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 respect when all this is said and done <laughs> right here in the big peach itself new york <laughs> here comes peach piping what are your thoughts on brett the hitman heart being the face of amazon this christmas i haven't actually watched the thing properly obviously i've seen that i've seen pictures and seen that it's some like brett the gift man heart or something like that but he's like i said to you the other day sure michaels would never (laughs) i have to say in how he looks in the amazon advert i think it's the coolest he's looked in a while when he did (laughs) when he did his wwe return in 2010 and he looked just like a man out of time Compared to that, where like he's grey and the outfit hits a li- fits a little different. Like I quite liked it. Yeah. Like he looked like he yeah. looked like an old gunslinger who said like, who could still <laughs> whoop you if you give him any grief. Oh, I reckon he could still spin your jaw if given half a chance. Just a miserable old Canadian <laughs> bastard, isn't he? So. <laughs> He is his father's son. <laughs> is there a way I can share a picture of the gift man with you? I reckon there might be. Mm. Let me have a look. Let's have a look. We've often libelous in our chat, have we? <laughs> Well, he's back. It's Christian. That was a nice little Jim Ross call there. <laughs> he ain't no trash, man. Is Jim Ross all right here? <laughs> Bret Hart Amazon. Hang on. Amazon commercial. Here we go. I think you can see this if I'm showing this. Yeah. Look how cool he looks. He does look like he's in Def Leppard or something, doesn't he? I think he looks really cool. I think it's because it's the proper jacket and the glasses. And it's... Rather than just our leather... And also he's silver. Yeah. And he does a bit of acting. As you can see. (laughs) And he (laughs) breaks some boxes. I like the Def Leppard analogy, though. He looks very Def Leppard. <laughs> and knowing Bret Hart, he's probably looking at his co-star there thinking, this was the 90s. <laughs> We'd be going to my hotel room. This is the 90s. I'd already <laughs> written a chapter about you. <laughs> You're a paragraph in my book. <coughs> but yeah, he looked like, compared to his, his 2010 runway, he was like in the jean shorts and did look like a man at a time. That is a much cooler yeah. look for Bret Hart. If that Bret had walked the ramp in 2010, I'd have gone, oh, fucking hell, come on. Oh, they blurred them out. I, I have no idea what he said there. It was impossible to I tell. think he was just showing him a lovely, lovely little blurry, I don't fucking know where I'm going. <laughs> a lovely little blurry fuck nose. <laughs> Because I started it and I was like, hang on, what is naturally blurry apart from my vision? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, The, uh, uh, 
intentions of celebrities of the eighties. <laughs> See, there, there's some foreshadowing. Mm. Jim Ross saying, "Hey, Bret Hart's in prime." <laughs> Amazon Prime <laughs> foreshadowed and Steve Austin is in his play.com era <laughs> he's in his Ask Jeeves era <laughs> we're all in our Ask Jeeves era oh, we never leave it <laughs> I've never seen Brett with the peach trim before. I th- I don't know if it was just for this event. Obviously, they've released it as an action figure in the last few years. Have they? But, um, they released it in a two-pack with Goldberg. I think it was the same <laughs> one. You know, you know, with the... Um, they went to do the metal plate and the T-shirt and all that, but they did it in this gear and everyone was like, hang on, what, why have they done it in that gear? That's a WWF gear and... Uh, they were just, they were both very niche and very lazy at the same time, if that makes any yes. sense. I bet Brett was living to be in a double pack with Goldberg. <laughs> you know, that Bill Goldberg, he's a, he's a dick. <laughs> Yay! Say the line, Bart! Hey, Goldberg's a dick. Yay! Is it because Brett buried his beef with Shawn Michaels so he needs someone else to beef with? Oh, yeah, definitely, because, you know, the day he stops beefing, he'll just, you know, t- t- take a long eternal slumber. <laughs> the it's like, beef my work here is done. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Oh, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you stop beefing, Brett? Then I will rest <coughs> overlooking a grateful universe. <laughs> like Thanos in Infinity War. <laughs> Just Bret Hart sitting in a tent, <laughs> washing his undies. <laughs> I've watched the sunrise on a grateful universe. God love him. God love the gift man. I hope you got a nice big bag <laughs> for that. An actual bag. Yeah, just... It's how the kids say money these days, isn't it? Get that bag. It is. Bit of cheese. Yeah. Someone said to me, like, someone said to me on, on private message on Impact. They went, "Yeah, mate, you go get that bag from Impact, like, uh, like a, like a, like a satchel." So it's what if what a Don West's brown bag deal? Oh, I love that. If they paid me in a Don West brown bag deal, I'd have been delighted. They very selfishly <laughs> choose to pay me in money. <laughs> oh, it's a side day by ten. Chris Harris, thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. I, don't, I didn't know I wanted one of these till Don West told me I did. The one thing you missed on Bound for uh, Glory was uh, Mike today going into the Hall of Fame with Don West. And today's first public appearance in years. Mm. And, oh, he looked great. I always liked Mike And he tonight. sounded exactly the same. Yeah. He could call another match if he wanted to. They even, I think, apparently, oh, apparently they even asked him. They said, "Today, do you want to call a match at Bound for Glory?" And he went, "No, it's Tom and Matthew's time now. It's like Tom Hannaford and Matt Rowalt's time now." Yeah. 
I, I like them as a commentary team because obviously the Impact commentary team for a few years was in a state of flux. You had Matt Stryker in there, D'Lo Brown in there, and just moving parts. But yeah, that uh, Tom and Matt is a it's a nice team. It's a nice team. It's a nice team. Thank you to Tom Hannafin who saw me on the first time. He's the first time they cut to me on Turning Point. He goes, "What is Tom Campbell doing in the Impact Zone?" <laughs> He said the line. He did the thing. <laughs> First time he saw you, he said, like Bret Hart says, Goldberg is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, to quote Bret Hart, Goldberg's dick. <laughs> nah, that, that popped me greatly to hear Tom Hannaford say, what's Tom Campbell doing in the impact zone? Because I planned to say it as I walked out. I had a thing in my head uh, planned for what I was going to say as I got in. The, I wanted to get in the ring. Go. I know what you're thinking. What am I doing in the impact zone, Maggle? Like I had it in my head. I was ready to say it, and you know, it's it's such a, a, a shit reason why I didn't. Got in the ring. Everyone started chanting Tom. I got a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> it's a bit boring, isn't it? <laughs> Granted, you're getting overwhelmed in the corner of your eye seeing in one corner seeing your dad going, boo, get him off the stage. <laughs> I mean, if my dad had been there booing me, it would have snapped me back. But he didn't come to the commentary <laughs> one. Oh, well, I was gonna say, well, yeah, oh, I was going to say. Oh, no, he was at the commentary one, which was a bit quieter than Newcastle. I think if you come to the Newcastle one, that would have, have been an event. Just my dad, just, I think. Even worse. Chad's eye would have got a corner to, to join it. He would have got a bunch of people to join in with him. Yeah. Your dad and a pissed Aiden Gibbons. <laughs> booing the shit out of me every time I walked out. Rubbish. Boo, get off. I remember clear as day standing in the impact ring and dad shout. I just hear my dad go, get off. <laughs> dad. Get off. <laughs> Having said that, on the Sunday, um, I, had this, I, did this, I did this nice bit with Eddie Edwards where... I announced Eddie, you know, from Boston, Massachusetts. And then he comes over and he picks me up from my chair. And he's like, you announced me again. And you announced me as being from the best country in the world, the United States of America. I'm like, oh, okay, Eddie. Okay, okay. And uh, <laughs> I look over at my dad and he stood up like his fists clenched. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Dad's going to fight Eddie Edwards. From Boston in the black country, <laughs> it's the captain. <laughs> yes. Go on, Dad, get in. And then on the way home, mum said, did you get one of the announcements wrong? I said, I don't know what you mean. I don't remember. He said, yeah, at one point, the guy came over and said, oh, you've got to do that again. I was like, no, it's okay. <laughs> it was okay. God. It's a bit, mother. It's a bit. It was all right, mum. It was all right. Oh, I thought you got it wrong. I was like, oh, that's unlike Tom to get it wrong. Come with me, love. <laughs> sit you down and smarten you up to the business. <laughs> My mum really loved it. She really, like she said, I, in my mum's yeah. words, I enjoyed the wrestling more than I thought I would. <laughs> she said there were some rough, there were some rough ones in there. And she quoted like Josh Alexander doing, um, doing his double underhook pile driver. She's like, that looks nasty. Like they look nasty when they drop them on their heads. Is that why he had a helmet on? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> That's it. That's why I had a helmet on. But I watched mum laughing, laughing her head off when uh, when Grado and Joe Hendry were in there. 
That was lovely. Yeah. My mum loved Grado. Watch, I, I watched her laughing as uh, Grado sized up Moose in a tag match with Joe Entry. He sizes up Moose. And he looks at Moose for about a minute and then goes, fuck that. And, <laughs> and tags out <laughs> Joe Entry. <laughs> fuck that. I take it it was a... Uh... I think it was good reactions for Joe Hendry and Grado all over the tour. Oh, oh, it was. Well, oh, oh, God, yeah, all the way through. But very confusing reactions for night two because on night two, they just decided last minute that Grado came out in Joe Hendry's tights to Joe Hendry's entrance. And then Joe Hendry came out in Grado's tights to Grado's entrance. (laughs) And then they just (laughs) pretended to be each other for the match. Amazing. And the crowd got it straight away because when Grado's in the ring, they're all going, we believe in Joe Hendry. <laughs> <laughs> and then they did a big dance party at the end, which was fun. Very we nice. got in the ring and had a dance. Did you do the work? I did that thing where you grab your leg and you move your leg back and forth like you're winding your leg. The, the old Dutch rudder. <laughs> I wish it was called the Dutch Rudder. <laughs> everyone, everyone, in the, everyone took turns in the middle of the ring to do a dance. And then Rich Swan grabbed my hand and pulled me into the middle of the ring. So I had to do a dance. And that was the Dutch Rudder was the only one I could think of. <laughs> the old Dutch Rudder. I went to school with her. <laughs> I like the fact we're talking about Dutch runners and dancing it's fucking Austin versus Hart. I know right but we know this is a great match we don't need to add anything to yeah. it we need to subtract if anything <laughs> we don't know what to have too much do, fun do you know what makes it do you know what makes it even better though seeing a competent referee like Tim White in the mix that's what I like to see yeah Good old Tim, the fighting Irishman. God rest his soul. <laughs> Not like Shane Sewell, eh? Uh, Am I right? <laughs> Whatever happened to Shane Sewell? I don't know. And it's it's going to be a few years until you do the uh, the NWA TNA classic review, <laughs> isn't it? Like... So we won't know. <laughs> we may never know for a couple of years what happened to Shane Sewell. Is he running a catering company like Dennis Knight? Is house burnt down? Is house burnt down, strangely. <laughs> he always looked very angry. Maybe he had like a... Maybe he just exploded. Because he got very angry in the ring to Chainsaw. Of all... <laughs> of all the possibilities, perhaps he exploded. <laughs> oh, come on. We know that's how Alan Brazil's going to go. Oh, so yeah, 100%. Look up a picture of Alan Brazil and don't tell me that's a man who doctors are going to say one day, he just exploded. He looks like Violet Beauregard, <laughs> doesn't he? <It's> fucking... <laughs> he just looks sore. Like, he yeah, looks... He, does. he just looks like he's always in pain. <laughs> he might not it's be. It's like watching an Andre the Giant match. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... Le- the 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 autumn years of Andre in particular, not like mm. in the set in the seventies when he was like, doing fucking missile drop kicks and shit. <laughs> fucking WrestleMania three where he we did a headlock for nine hours and still somehow <laughs> ruptured his back. <laughs> <coughs> oh, 
God bless Andre the Giant. Despite faith, no more guy. It looks like he's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing those patented fake sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and he's with a, a slightly older looking lady. That's uh, that's Mike Patton from Faith No More. That's who he's with. <laughs> well, she looks bored. <laughs> Talking of famous fans, I've not watched the Vladimir documentary yet, even though I've been eagerly anticipating that for about four no, years. Neither have I, actually. Mm. I'd like to find out more about his story. Yeah. Is there a Ric Flair documentary on Netflix? My Ooh, father-in-law said there was one. He watched it the other night, and I was like, I don't remember seeing. There's the 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 forty for forty one is on Disney. If he's got Disney Plus, ah, maybe he's thinking of that one. Hmm. There's a forty for forty. The ESPN ones, anyway. Oh, you mean? Excuse me. It's very rude. Break the count. Break the count. <laughs> count the votes. Count the votes. It's a slower match than I remember, but it's still very good. Yeah. It's a wonderful show. Very cerebral. Mm. I feel like Bret Hart put this match together. Oh, definitely. Mm. I think Brett has... Uh... Oh, Jesus! I think he heard us talking. Ooh. They went, oh, all right, fine, we'll fight the crowd, dickhead. Give me a hammer. I'll have him. <laughs> He's amongst the peeps of Madison Square Garden. Is Austin bleeding? No. I thought Austin was doing a bleed then. That's the wrong match, oh, Tom. Oh, God, you've broken the barriers. You're up in Newcastle soon, aren't you, by the way? Uh, maybe. There's a rumour. Maybe. There's a rumour doing the rounds. Not even a rumour, I just met She said, hello. Um. <laughs> it is when I'm here. Can you, can you specify how long you're here for? I think it's only two days. Uh, it's because we, we've got our Christmas party coming up. And it was all organised on my week off. So... Pachiti just messaged us the other day saying, right, so, yeah, Christmas party. I was like, oh, uh, what's actually going on? He's like, I can't say. And I was, in my head, obviously, I want to come to the Christmas party. But at the same time, if we're just going to the pub, I'm not getting on a train for three hours for that. No, so I was just bad. like, I'll come down a few days earlier and do some work then. Yeah, so um, I, I I will, I'll be around. I'll get some get something done. Well, I was going to say, because I was going to say, come and see North, but it's the weekend after, so I think you'll be back in the, you'll be back in the pool by that point. Oh, bloody, 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 yeah, I will be, I'll be eating you and probably very cold because it gets so cold up here. Would it tempt you if I said some of your fellow countrymen have been announced for North the week after the Christmas party? Is it, um, is it a fellow bald angry scouser by any chance and his mate i'm so glad they're back yeah. B- 
big pop from North they... and the grizzled young veterans turned up on the screen. It's like, even though, you know, the, the, the UK indie scenes, you know, build them back up again. It's been a really good year for them and you don't want to see too many people go. They'd be a hell of a gaff for TNA. Oh, God, yeah. But the nice thing about doing TNA is that they would have the room to do other things. True. Because a lot true. of people who are signed to TNA, they're not all exclusive and can take other gigs yeah. if they want to, I think. Obviously, Joe Hendry does, you know, does some some promotions yeah. in Scotland and does North. So, like, you'd have the option. But I think maybe the GYV might just want to just, just completely pillage the Indies. Yeah. You know, Wouldn't in that same weekend, they had a they had a video announcement at Progress, a video announcement at North, and Zach Gibson appeared in person at RevPro, all setting up matches <laughs> for the next like four or five weeks. It's the hardest working men in showbiz. They really started. have become the hardest working men in showbiz, <laughs> and I and I love them for it. They're do just excited to be back out again. Do you reckon the? Do you reckon everyone will still be taking their shoes off if they Gibson? Ooh, it's a good question. I mean, they might be happy to see him. So it might be shoes off if you love Gibson. Yeah. Mind you, he did attack Michael Oku at RevPro, which means he'll probably get booed at RevPro. Mm. So we'll probably get the shoes off at RevPro. Yeah. I think they might get cheered at North. I think they're going to come in again. Because the good Northern yeah, boys. Yeah, good Northern yeah. boys. Not those Northern boys, but other good Northern <laughs> boys. Imagine the Northern boys. That'd be amazing. When I wake up, I have drugs and I have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a, that, Let yeah. me sniff your bubble. I'm going to sniff your bubble. <laughs> That'd be a great turn up. <laughs> so good. The Northern boys. Math went to see them. Did he, he go went, to them? They were in Newcastle. He went along to go and see them. He took a picture with, he took he... A picture with the one that doesn't sing and doesn't dance. Kev, I don't sing and I don't dance. I I still love the line. Um, was it? Gotta take a number three. That's a piss of the shit and a wank in a tree. <laughs> I like the honesty of it all. It's, yeah, I'm a piss of the shit and a wank in a tree. I just when that first came out, I just couldn't stop listening. To and I was laughing my head off and Sharp went what are you listening to and I went get your ears around this you'll hate her she fucking loved it (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) and she did love it right yeah why not that's the cotton cotton candy man again cotton candy man (laughs) Just two dollars to melt your teeth. <laughs> we had to go and buy some more because Bulldog just took all of it and put it on a very small stick. <laughs> That's how you eat it. <laughs> it's the it's the quickest money I've ever made in my life. It just kept disappearing in the rain, and he'd come back for more. Spent eight grand on cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> That's all my wages from Survivor Series. Didn't even have any cotton candy. <laughs> oh, Tom's got to send us 50 quid so I can get a flight home. And then I fell over and I hurt me knee. <laughs> so I'm not resting until next year. 
It's been a shit day. <laughs> well, that is one question. I, if 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 by any chance we find ourselves in the same room as the British Bulldog's daughter who handles his legacy, that is one question I'd like to ask. Did Davy Boy enjoy Christmas? <laughs> Was he a Christmas man? Yeah. What is Davy Boy's most perfect Sunday? <laughs> I bet it was a full English breakfast, a long walk, maybe mm-hmm. to like a park mm-hmm. where he could go on the slides. <laughs> I think he'd go by the paper shop to buy a comic by the dandy, go home, lie on his bed, kick his feet up in the air and read the dandy. Um, have a full roast, full Sunday roast dinner, <laughs> then play Doom for an hour and a half. <laughs> Come back downstairs, um, Antiques Roadshow, but then just as heartbeat is starting, have a bath. See, <laughs> so nice and clean. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Antiques Roadshow and then a bath. Antiques Roadshow <laughs> the and then a bath. Perfect Sunday. That's, that's, the, that's the ultimate Sunday. That is. <coughs> Antiques Roadshow and a bath. While, oh, it while, is. While heartbeats on. So then you could dry off watching the end of Heartbeat and then you have to go to bed early because you've got school in the morning. While he's drying off, though, is he allowed a uh, an Ovaltine and three digestive yeah, biscuits? Yeah, he's allowed an Ovaltine or a Horlicks, depending on what's in the what's in the pantry at the time. <laughs> but he can have three digestive biscuits and no more because otherwise he won't sleep. He'll be too hyped on sugar. But then chances are you'll probably still be too awake and too excited for the next day. And you'll uh, walk past yeah. his bedroom, look in, and he'll be underneath the blanket playing on his Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> playing, playing Bubble Bobble on the Game Boy. <laughs> Good at this. <laughs> I'll ring Bruce. No, I'll ring Bruce. I'll go up bed. I just love the idea of him just saying something. Oh, I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm good at this. Good he at says this it every time he's in the ring. Oh, I'm good at this. Yeah. I'm good, good at this. At this. Hey, he, I found me calling. He found the fucking hard cam tonight, which is more than one of the greatest of all times, is it? He found mm. the hard cam. <laughs> God bless him. He's backstage watching this going, look, there's Brett showing off again. Fuck off, Brett. <laughs> I've had a terrible night. I've lost all my money on cotton candy. Can't find my key card for my room. <laughs> I'm sleeping in the van again. <laughs> oh, that's just conjured up. Unrelated... <laughs> I just watched the, uh, <laughs> I just watched the Steve Coog and Jimmy Savile three part oh, to, uh, to unwind after be cold. I watched it on Sunday. It's fucking horrible, isn't it's, it? Oh, it's grim, yeah. utterly grim. Really well made, but grim. Brett kicked out the stunner, by the way. Mm. Yeah, just like Jimmy Savile, <laughs> he kicked out the stunner. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Hmm. But just a, a, an intriguing watch, nonetheless. Yeah. I was going to say, as we were saying before about the old school stunner, I've seen a lot of people online. I can't remember if it was 
Steve Austin who said this, or if it's just a consensus of wrestling fans, that a lot of people love the way that Brett sells the stunner because he just looks absolutely fucked after it. I mean, he kicked out it too, but still. Like, even now, he's still fucked. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't bounce. He just sort of hits the ground and then drops. Yeah, crumples. Is this a clover leaf or is it a sharp? Sh- it's a clover leaf, isn't it? Shades very D Malenko there from Steve Austin. Yeah, because like the sharpshooter has the foot through the legs, doesn't it? Yeah. But on this occasion, he's just got it wrapped around either side. It was a cloverleaf that Guerrero called the lasso from El Paso, wasn't it? Yes, that's the one. I don't think he used to calling it the lasso from El Paso until like 03 or 04. I don't know why they changed the name because El Paso is in Texas, so it's fine. Mm. <laughs> but, I, but I think um, no, the lasso from El Paso was a slightly different move. Mm. It was it was slightly different in its execution to the cloverleaf. If memory serves. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Well, that's horrible. He was very good at that, was old Brett. Yeah. Anything, anything that involved throwing it's Brett almost... into a corner, he was always very good at. <laughs> I was going to say, before about shoot, shoot Irish win, doing it to Brett Hart <laughs> into a wall. Shoot Irish whip, brother, brother. <coughs> Austin's very submission-y tonight. Oh, yeah. Very submission-y. I like it a lot. It It is one of the great what-ifs, obviously, is his injury, his neck injury was horrific and he had to change his in-ring style. I wonder if his style would have changed up had he not suffered the injury, if you know if he would have lent more into the brawling anyway. One would have thought he would have eventually lent into the brawling, but that's a really good question. Mm. Like whether or not he'd have... One will never know the answer to. World may <laughs> never know. But I like the idea of him maybe becoming... Not becoming as big a brawly boy as he did become. Hmm. And it's sort of like me to an end. Oh, there you go. That was almost a stunner. Almost. Form <laughs> <A> of. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, actually, whether or not he would have just become a naturally a brawly kind of boy. Yeah. Without the neck injury. I think everyone has to adopt and adapt their style to, to protect their body. We've seen Will Ospreay do it a lot more now. Yeah. Like Osprey's style has changed up dramatically, and uh, you know he's timed it right to do that, making his finisher just like a running chop, essentially. Oh, it's a nasty looking move, that isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, hey! The the uh, the, hit, the the hidden blade, not the dollar dream. What? Oh my god! I bet that Steve Austin, he's not going to be happy about that, is he? Oh, that's him back in the mid-card. Where he bloody belongs. <laughs> You're shit. Y-O-U-R, <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> Get back in the mid card, you bastard. I'll break your legs. <laughs> Who's that? The funds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a clinic. Obviously, we didn't talk about it mm. much, but it was a clinic. Take our word for it. <laughs> take, don't take our word for it, whatever you do. What did Dave Meltzer give it on the old star ratings, Jackie Orlando? I'm saying four stars. A textbook example of how to build a long match of the year, a long match of the year caliber performance without doing any suicidal moves. Four and a half stars. Ooh. Half. They've loved it. Obviously, we know that Vince McMahon, when he saw um, Austin at Beware of Dog, thought he's more than a good hand in the mid card. I wonder if. I wonder. I'd like to know what he thought of this match particularly. Was he just like, yep, yeah, I've made the right decision here, or if it was already kind of settled beforehand? You'd think that if there was ever. I'm a asking doubt, a lot of questions we'll never find out here. If you think there was ever any doubt that Steve Austin was going to be. More than a good hand in the mid card. It was this match. Obviously, Bret Hart has a history of looking mm. great with anybody. Like you know, see Tom McGee and that whole saga. Yeah, the guy who everybody thought, oh my god, he's gonna be the best wrestler ever. He's gonna be the top guy, and really, it was just Bret Hart being brilliant with him. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that I think it was already a plan that Austin was gonna be the the, the fella. But this sort of galvanized yeah. it, this long performance. And when they dance again at WrestleMania, which they will end up doing. But at the moment, that isn't the plan. For at this particular point in time. Yeah, it's uh, Bresh on two, isn't That's it? where they want to take it. Oh, I've just realized as well. This is Survivor Series 96. We've only got one more fucking year of breath. Oh, what a year it is, though. It's explosive. Yeah. It ends with quite the bang. Yeah, yeah. Just pre-warning yourself, you the listener, the viewer out there. Uh, Survivor Series 97, I will be vitriolic. I'll say that much. I will be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and antagonistic. Yeah, that coming to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, so well done, Brett. I hope you're happy. Congratulations, Brett Sergeant Hart. Sad little life you've got. All the <laughs> all the grace and decorum of a reversing truck dump truck. <laughs> Sid with his hat Talk on look at him he's amazing Sid's got a lovely hat on <laughs> God bless him I'll do anything He's so quiet when he whispers. (laughs) 
crumbs. Ooh. Hey! Look at it. Sneak of the look in his eyes. <laughs> Just Lou Albano coming out to no music. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like he's lost he's on his way back to the toilet <coughs> he looks like if you merged all four Beatles <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, I like the, the the little uh, bit of sellotape he's got around the bottom of his beard there <laughs> king like of the, the carnies what's, it, what's it called the pipe like the pipe the, the um, it's the thing that you put on the bottom of sinks yeah <laughs> trousers <laughs> yes I like the trousers he has on his beard <laughs> the little screwer thing whoa Ooh. what's this who are they we've seen them before that's PG-13 Tom what are they doing in the impact zone This is new. We'd heard them announce it on Livewire, but I think this is, as far as I'm aware, the, the first proper look at the it nation. It 100% isn't it? is. I swear to you, last time we saw Faruqi was not dressed like this. He did not have PG 13 with him, didn't have this music. Honestly, this is all new. I didn't realize how short the, the blue helmet era was very short wasn't it yeah yeah Vince man saying it like he's never heard it before wow cracking new look oh here he is the boy yeah. that's a main event for Rook look that is but instead he's stuck with these I thought Jesus. Put him in there with bloody Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you cowards. cowards. Rick Bogner in the house. Rick Ramon. <laughs> Slice and dice Ramirez. Oh, I love Jim Ross putting over fake razor. He tried. There's the there's the crazy WrestleMania twelve kid. Good seats again. <laughs> Bowl haircut lad who keeps appearing in video packages. Amazing. Amazing haircut. Strong. Strong haircut. He's like Chris. He's, he's got an air of Chris Farley. About of Chris Farley and Chris Chan about him. Ooh. Farty pyro. Fake razor. Sparty pyro. Fake razor. Honk, honk. Hey, comes Broom. <laughs> Broom! <laughs> the man <laughs> they call Broom! <laughs> it took me years to realise part of the reason why he was called Brum, not just because he was a car, because it was filmed in Birmingham. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's it was a double meaning. Because Brum is the short hand for Birmingham. <laughs> Brum. Brum. God, I've come from Brum. 
I can't believe they had Toya Wilcox do the voice, then, not Lenny Henry. <laughs> Probably Lenny Henry didn't play Fake Diesel. <laughs> he was too busy playing Fake Vader. It's Vader time! <laughs> so, uh, you've probably seen it by now, but there was a lovely video on the channel this week uh, called What Will Osprey Do Next? Uh, mm. Where we talk about his options. And in that video, I recall the match between Will Osprey and Vader from your call Ooh. for Rev Pro. Do you remember it? No. Vader versus Will Osprey was on paper. That sounds amazing, but knowing what stage of Vader's career it was, it probably wasn't great on his behalf. No, it was, I think, Will Ospreay bumping around Vader. <laughs> there's mm. one There's one particular thing I remember where Vader sort of half-heartedly did a lariat and Will Ospreay did like a f- 450 off the back of it, like flying through it. <laughs> it was a thing that happened, though. Will always be a thing that happened. Vader versus Will Ospreay in 2017. I love re- reading weird matchups like that. It was a Twitter war, basically, because Vader took umbrage with the Osprey Ricochet match from Kate from the Super mm. Juniors. It was like, oh, it's just you know, it's just dad said it's not real wrestling like me. Brr. And Osprey kind of gave a little bit back, and then um, Rev Pro went, all right, we'll do it. The rest is history. And and another debut. That slap bass there. Flash Funk is here. Why couldn't they have just let him be too cold Scorpio? That's not how WWF does business. No one knows Too Cold Scorpio. You have to reboot him from the ground up and create a character. True, true. This is Charles Skaggs, a.k.a. Too Cold Scorpio. The night before Survivor Series, uh, Scorpio turned heel in the ECW arena and announced that he was leaving the company. He challenged any wrestler to an impromptu loser-leaves match won three quick squashes over Devon Storm, JT Smith, and Hack Myers, driving them all out of the company <laughs> in the process. But then, shortly afterwards, called out called out anyone else, had a match with Louis Spicoli, and lost to Spicoli. And that was what led him oh. out of the company. And then once Two Cold Scorpio left, Taz, <laughs> Taz turned up. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's him. I love this music. <laughs> but knowing Jimmy Snooker's pay-per-view record, I can already predict the outcome of this match. <laughs> I do like his music. I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah, so uh, Two Cold Scorpio, not long, gone from ECW. Literally the night before, he, he said his farewells. And Jimmy Snooker, of course, former ECW world former champion. Former ECW world champion. Weirdly. How many yeah. former ECW world champions have we got in here? So we got... 
Tuchel Scorpio, Savio Vega, Slice and Dice Ramirez. Yeah. EC Dub. EC Dub. EC Dub. EC EC Dub. EC Dub. Yokozuna is officially the largest he has ever been at this point. Hmm. Where he's already, they've already tried to get him to lose some timber and to no avail. But here he is anyway. Poor sod. I was about to say he had a go, but I don't think he did. He did. Him and Vader would sneak out to get fried chicken from the uh, from the the, (laughs) the weight loss center. That's the the long running story. I mean, shame on the weight loss center being right by a KFC. I mean, there is that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be the better obscure company here. I don't hate Flash Funk as a gimmick. I, I don't hate it. I I don't hate it. I just think just knowing how good Two Cold Scorpio is, and I think he's very underrated as well. I think if if you put anyone in this gimmick, it's a fine gimmick. But just knowing that how good Two Cold Scorpio is, it feels like a bit of a a bit of a hindrance, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like he doesn't need like a gimmick like this. Yeah, I think somebody else could have played Flash Funk like Vader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flash Vader, <laughs> way. And also, it's a funny one when you're debuting in a match like this. Like Rocky Maivia had the same thing. When like, there's so many moving parts, you don't really get to yeah truly. Oh, I'll say you don't really get to truly showcase. But I guess he did there. Thanks for stopping by, Flash. Flash. Hell of a move. There's Vlad. Hey. Yeah, I mean, Flash, I didn't think looked great, but apparently he is, so I'm just gonna pipe down. (laughs) That's, that's. In 1996. Yeah. Like for 96, that's a hell of a move. Is that a new look for Savio? Well, Slightly new look. I don't remember having the white shirt before. Hmm. He looks like a Bariqua. That's he all I'll say. Bariqua-esque. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was something. <laughs> that was a thing. More spuds than a bag Jeez. of chips. He's bigger than a mobile home, says Jim Corner. <laughs> Farouk looks cool as. This is great new gear for yeah. Farouk. Like anything other than the, the blue number with the helmet. Yeah. We've already, see, already seen, I mean, in this show, it's what I like to call the NWO effect. The amount of people in like black gear or black and white gear or shades of grey. It's already starting to creep in. There's very much a look. Mm. An NWO-esque look. Like, it's like, because WCW has sort of marketed being very dark and dingy and WWF are somewhat following suit here. Yeah. Oh, here he goes. Big Sav. 
This is the ultimate rivalry from back in the day, except it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Did the Fall Away Slam have that name, the SOS? I don't remember it being called that, though. No. Because uh, Cornette's just shouted it out as the SOS. I don't remember the member calling it. Kofi Kingston won the WWE title <laughs> Fall Away Slam. We all remember that. Yeah, I don't remember it being called the SOS. I remember it being a fall away slam mm. or what a maneuver. Because it was yeah. over to the what a maneuver era. <laughs> Those halcyon, halcyon days. days. Where like you had maybe two or three moves that had names and everything else was just what a maneuver. Because it wasn't the wrestling wasn't important, <laughs> lest we forget. Definitely not. Bloody hell. <laughs> bit like Ru- Ooh. Bit like Russo era WCW, wasn't it? Where the wrestling just <laughs> nobody watches the wrestling for the wrestling are you sure i mean i no. feel like they do yeah it's a weird thing that wrestling writers have always had the sort of this sort of weird second-hand embarrassment about supporting wrestling they're just like oh no but this isn't wrestling this is this is a uh... Porn. That, yeah, that's better. That's better. <laughs> Phew. Oh. He looks great so far, though, does old Scorpio. They're giving him a lot mm. of time. He's looking the business. Oh. It's a nice feud there if they wanted to lean into it. Stitch that Jimmy, as they say that, in the streets. I believe they do call it the Stitch That Jimmy. Did they, they do call <laughs> it that? Yep, I can confirm. Vader belly push. Has Superfly had any action yet, or has he just been just chilling? <laughs> just collecting a payday, isn't he? <laughs> Getting paid, brother. <coughs> oh, Savio's been the wrong end, of the, the bad side of town here. As they would say. <laughs> what a corner to go and fight into. I admire Jesus the bravery West. of it all. They could do... Is it bravery or is it little, stupidity? There is a thin line between the two. Little column A, little column yeah. Oh, Yoko just looks uncomfortable. Yeah. Christ, the pressure on his back. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> he needs one of those special 400-pound chairs. He does. Here comes Big Pop for Jimmy in the garden, by the way. Basser in <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> Just imagine a bulldog being like, I want Pop in the garden. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Where's the, where's the lemonade? I don't know what you mean, but You said I get Pop in the garden. Glass. Please. Want some fizzy? I've tidied away all my toys. <laughs> Can I get me? Some, can I get something from? Can I get some jokes from his soda stream. I won't put milk in it again. I promise. <laughs> I just, I just love to get busy with fizzy. <laughs> fizzy was that girl I did maths with in, in college. So. Oh. oh, Superfly had a bit. Peach piping. That was the name. Peach piping. Yeah. I am peach piping. 
Well, good run by by Superfly there. Good effort by all. This feels very much like a cooler match. Like after the 30-minute epic that was Austin. Oh, <laughs> I nearly didn't see Vader. I just thought that Savio it's... just fell over. <laughs> it's getting a lot of time. Like, it, and, and no eliminations yet, as you'll have noticed. Yeah. Because it's still Survivor Series style match. Yeah. <laughs> you go off in like, am I getting in? No. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh Jesus. Mm. There's not much finesse to the new razor and the new diesel. No. No. They've got the costume. They've kind of gone for the look and the move set, but they've just not got the the aura that makes National Hall All the stars. gear and no idea. Yeah. And there is an aura, and I think it's only when you see this that you realise that there is an aura about some yeah. of the best people. Hey, you know what? If I was Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs, I wouldn't turn down a payday. No, definitely not. I'd chew their hand off. If someone said to me, Jackie Orlando, all 5'11 of you there, with your no hair and your chubbiness do you want to be diesel i'd be like yeah please yeah i'll do that <laughs> yeah he did the thing would you be the next jimmy snooker no oh, you bastard oh oh he was waiting savio knew that was gonna happen <laughs> it's almost gang wars oh, time no. and that's it the ref's gone sod it <laughs> the ref's just gone fuck this what a miserable ending Christ interesting decision I guess you had a lot of people in there that you didn't want to see get pinned yeah it's it's kind of like a problem of the booking really yeah, you can understand why they'd kind of shy away more from the Survivor Series elimination format even more moving on because you've got to book so many people to take take the L, haven't you? I think you could have got around it, but hey, they didn't. Anyway, uh, say farewell. That was Yokozuna's last match that we will talk about. It's the last time that we will see Farewell, the Yokozuna. Uh, from this, after this match, he was pulled from all remaining WWF dates and sent home to lose weight once again. He remains on the WWF payroll mm. until 1998. So they had so many hopes to bring him back after he lost some weight, but he just never did. And after 98, they wow. just went, nah, we're going to let you go because all we wanted you to do was lose weight and you've just not done that. And um, six hundred pounds currently. When he passes away in two thousand, he was five hundred and eighty pounds. So he still circula- circulated around that six hundred pound mark for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, a um, a, a very whimpering end to the career of a two-time WWF yeah. champion, isn't it? 
not a bang but a whimper what did mm. Dave Meltzer give that particular showdown three quarters of a star it appeared to be a rush job to end the thing as the show was running long match was fair finish sucked one star ooh okay it did, yeah. Maybe there was an element to that. Maybe the Austin Brett match went longer than expected. Because in terms of the, the sort of the matches yeah. that have gone longest, it's only. Re- I guess the Survivor Series matches they're difficult ones to truly time because you'll have things in place, but sometimes things can overrun, and sometimes you can take a little bit longer to get from one bit to another. Um, but certainly the Austin yeah. Brett match went, I think, about half an hour. So that certainly played into it to some, to yeah. some extent. And they wanted to leave time for our whopper of a main event, which is coming at you like Cleopatra. Two hours and 25 minutes in. Your time check. Two hours, 25 minutes and 37, 38, 39, 40 seconds. Psycho Sid walking to the ring. Two hours, 25 minutes and 45 seconds. For the main event of the evening. Mm. I'd have had Sid just destroy that cardboard city as he walked through. <laughs> Shit, go away. <laughs> his little his little wiffle ball bat <laughs> smacking her. He looks delightfully mental. I like Sid. Hard to not like him. Just over everywhere he w- went. Sid, Sean is dead. That's my favourite sign. Sure. Nice. I like the fact as well that his name's Sid and they were just like, you need a wrestling character. He's just like, well, I'm Sid. It's like, yes, but you need a wrestling character. He's like, Sid. Big Sid. Big Sid. Hard Sid. Handsome Sid. Um, <laughs> winning Sid. <laughs> successful Success- Sid. Take successful your pick. Successful Sid. <laughs> I am successful Sid. <laughs> Slimy Sid. Sweaty Ooh. Sid. You can get for that, can't you? <laughs> I'm Sparkly Sid. Ooh, I'd love that. <laughs> What's 510? <laughs> <laughs> What's what's five play? <laughs> what's what's five move forward frame? That's a real niche. Joke. What is lightning bolt one direction? <laughs> That's how hard Harry Styles hit the pop charge, sir. Ooh. Oh, there's a lady going to get Sean. Sean sits out there and he's fuming. Ah, oh, they're all screaming for a Shawnee boy. For El Harto Breako Kiddo. <laughs> El, El Harto. So Sean's had the belt since March. So that's a, that's a, it's been a, a girthy reign. Yeah. Of the era. You say that like it's about to end, Tom. I don't know, just in case. Just in case he can't overcome Sid. Yeah. He is a mountain to overcome. Yes, and he's got hair like super noodles. 
<laughs> like a young Justin a Timberlake young is Sid. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Big pop for Sean. Mainly a lady yeah. pop. <laughs> Lovely handmade poster there. Oh, he's got flowers. Bloody hell. Well, get in the ring and wrestle. Defend that title. <laughs> oh. I only do this with Sean where they just cut to the women in the crowd looking like they're having an okay time. Yeah. They should do it with other wrestlers. <laughs> they should do it with Henry Godwin. <laughs> it cuts to a disgruntled looking woman eating dog in the crowd just like, oh. <laughs> Some bloke taking a shit in his seat. <laughs> Magic this <laughs> It's because our bloke just vomiting <laughs> Cuts to the crowd and there's just a fresh corpse <laughs> Just Three rows back, it's an unfresh corpse. Like this. <laughs> Someone sat next to him eating popcorn. <laughs> just, just a skeleton in an old pop culture t-shirt. <laughs> skeleton in a kinks t-shirt. One seat's just a dog. <laughs> This sounds like this sounds like if there was like a Leslie Nielsen film about wrestling. It really bloody does. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what happens to that Keeks fan and why they never moved him along. Ah, <laughs> uh, main event o'clock here at the Garden. It's Sid and Shawn Michaels. The build to this over the past few weeks has been really strong. Yes. Um, after, like, obviously all the focus was on Steve Austin versus the world for a bit, and they kind of went, oh, shit, we forgot about Sean and Sid, and they just really, the course correct, and it's been really good. So I'm looking forward to this. They've, I think because the Austin-Brett thing's been happening, they've kept this ticket over with, like, oh, Sean accidentally hit Sid. Oh, Sid accidentally hit Sean. They had a big blow-up the other yeah. week. And it's the vibe that, you know, can Sid beat Sean? Can Sean survive Sid? Like, this is the biggest challenge of his career. A man that's been, you know, had the pressure of the belt on him all the way through. Some nice yeah. story and he's going lines. against... He's going, he's going against the most successful man in pro wrestling. Who <laughs> was that guy in the crowd in the, uh, the Kicks t-shirt? He's he's so successful. Him, he was part of the Gold Dust Trio. He was... <laughs> I was sad that when Gold Goldust debuted, I'm sad they didn't take the chance to uh, to to repackage somebody as Ed Strangler Lewis, Re- repackage <laughs> someone as Toots Mont. <laughs> <laughs> Repackage as Ed Strangler Lewis, not even like son of the Strangler. Just like, oh no, there's Ed that Strangler Lewis. That is Ed Strangler Lewis. Ah, Mr. Strangler. And it's just like, well, there's Ed Strangler Lewis. He's been wrestling, for, and they pretend it's still the same guy. He's been wrestling since the 20s. He's somehow <laughs> still in his 30s. I, 
I, I do miss those kind of monikers because now you get, you know, like Seth freaking Rollins and like Will Ospreay, the aerial assassin and all that. And just like Ed Lewis, what's his name? Uh, just just strangler. He just strangles people. <laughs> just to the point, in it? Strangler Lewis. Yeah. Strangle, yeah. <laughs> How'd you win, strangling? How how do we not see this coming? Isn't that Why do we not prepare no. for Ed Strangler Lewis? <laughs> Clue was in the name. It was at that time I faced John Dick Poncho Hara. <laughs> Suddenly, a look of fear comes over the promoter. He's like, oh no. I'm like, what? Next town over, we've got a strangler Lewis against the giraffe. We're gonna, we're gonna... <laughs> it's going to be a long match. <laughs> He's going to kill it. Give me a seven-hour match <coughs> as he tries to find the sweet spot. Just thinking of Ed Strangler Lewis. Immediately, without question, just strangling a fucking giraffe. <laughs> and the crowd going, Strangler, Strangler, Strangler. Kill it. Kill it. Burn it. No, you want, you want Farmer Burns here tomorrow. <laughs> His house always burns down. Farmer Burns. Always. Always. Farmer Burns, you sit there and you thump your tractor. <laughs> Strangler 316 says, I just strangled a dog. S <laughs> A. Strangle anybody. <laughs> <laughs> my name is ed strangler lewis and i'm gonna strangle you oh if only his if, if only his modus operandi was far was more obvious we could prepare for him if only we knew it's, what ed even strangler though i'm nearly 35 i'm gonna trade to become a pro wrestler just so i could use the strangle as my finishing move just Ring a fucker's neck. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to train as a wrestler and be the strangler. (coughs) Just another name to add to the the list of monikers for Jackie Orlando. The strangler. Oh, God, I can't wait. Just the strangler. You have to come out to Golden Brown. No name. (laughs) <laughs> he's coming out to the stranglers the strangler oh no how do i prepare i think i'll do a leg lock i wear i wear a full green bodysuit apart from my right hand is like unsheathed <laughs> and in post-production i'm just a floating hand <laughs> ding 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 hand right round the throat just doesn't let go to the ground <laughs> Pass it out. Yes. That's every match. Strangler. <coughs> yeah, actually, if you were just a floating hand, Dick Punch O'Hara's got nothing on you. Exactly. He's fucked. <laughs> and, the le- and the leg breaker. L- leg breaker. <laughs> the leg breaker. Leg breaker. Like Bran's brother. 
And <laughs> and don't forget, uh, I will have every part of you apart from your hand, uh, Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a strategy for Ho-Har, for Mulligan. <laughs> oh, it should be an easy night. I've been booked against Steve. I always forget where the venue is, Johnson. A <laughs> 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 one-point count-out. Oh, like it's the Strangler versus Chris, the actual greengrocer. Hello, I don't know why I'm here. Strangle. Chris, the... What did I do? Chris, the actual greengrocer. <laughs> He's not trained. He just—he comes out in his overalls. I don't know what to tell you. I'm an actual greengrocer. Can't fight. Would anybody like? Would anybody like a punnet of blackberries? Get off me, you punnet of blackberries, love. The best I can do. Oh, last week I was fighting a fucking giraffe. This this <laughs> wrestling league is so fucking <coughs> <coughs> a giraffe and then a fucking straggler strangled me. Twat. It really is a twat. Thing is, I get it. He's the straggler. Yeah. It's not like he's lying. He's <laughs> he's still a twat though. <laughs> Oh, anyway, Strangler Sid is having a tough time against Strangler Michaels. Not one has gone for a strangle yet. Shit houses. <laughs> oh. Tell you what, this crowd at the garden aren't keen on Sean. No, they've they've very much turned on him once the, you can hear the you can hear the female fans still chanting and still screaming. But yeah. they're very uh very Sid friendly. These lads. <laughs> Friendly Sid. <laughs> Hello. I'll let you win if you like, actual greengrocer. <laughs> well, that's very kind, but I don't even want to wrestle. <laughs> Do you want some rhubarb? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Can I have you some fresh rhubarb? A pound a bushel. <laughs> I just wanted to say bushel. That's the only reason I said that. I like this grocer. He's got a pound of bushel and a put it of say put it a black bris. <laughs> God love him. He, oh. He's an actual greengrocer. <laughs> Chris. Chris the actual greengrocer. On um, 2K23, when I did the season mode, uh, I played as the Butcher, Butch Butcher. <laughs> Wasn't even a Butcher. The Butcher, Butch Butcher. That was... That was a, that was a character that Aiden Gibbons came up with. Because obviously, I've written down all these gimmick names. 
like uh, I've got like a little list of them. And one day, even though we call all these characters like the Miracle Child and you know first class male and all that, and he just went, "How about Wardlow gets renamed <laughs> Mickey Wardlow Butcher to the Stars?" <laughs> he just sells. He just sells cuts of meat to the rich and famous. <laughs> But it can't be any worse than what they're doing with him currently, so why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Here comes, here comes <laughs> Wardlow, who recently sold, who recently sold some wacky beef to George Clooney. <laughs> he did him a very good deal. <laughs> I'm Mickey Wardlow. And I'll do you a very good deal if you're a celebrity. <laughs> That's the catchphrase. I'll do you a good deal if you're a celebrity. <coughs> Great story you could do where you have like Kenny Omega put on like a um, like a Felicity Kendall mask and uh, convince Mickey Wardlow to. <laughs> <laughs> to give him some lamb cutlets, <laughs> and after the after the transaction's complete, he goes, "Aha! I wasn't Felicity Kendall." No, <laughs> but it's just, but it's just like, but you're still quite well known, Kenny. So I'd it's argue all right. in the context of the modern era, you're probably better known to our clientele than Felicity Kendall. All oh, the confusion that is fame. Asking for a friend, Tom. Can you tell me where I can get a Felicity Kendall mask from? That's all. Uh, Felicity Kendall world. Felicity Kendall king. Ah, great. <laughs> Is that in Kendall it's by in any Kendall. chance? It's owned by my mate, Kendall Midcake. <laughs> it's owned by Kendall Wyndham. <coughs> Kendall Wyndham Cake Junior. Felicity Kendall Wyndham. She married into the Wyndhams. Felicity Kendall Wyndham. <laughs> I didn't sell out. I bought um, in. The barrier for entry for this podcast gets harder every week, doesn't it? Especially like we only came up with this twenty minutes ago. <laughs> so if you so if you if you miss the watch if you miss like this deep into the watch along, you you're buggered for a couple of weeks until we get this joke out of our system. Oh, definitely. <coughs> Butcher to the stars. Let me get the document up and I'll see who you've oh, got on the list. Do. Let me see. I've just, it's on my desktop. It's called the CWC roster, the Cultaholic Wrestler Championship roster. So, come on, load your fucker. Well, Sid was somewhat reluctant to hit Shawn Michaels. There you go. There's some wrestling talk. It's his friend. It's, it's his my friend. friend I don't want to strangle you. So, yeah, we've got the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. We've got uh, the soup du jour, Clive <laughs> Fuck, and the sexual congress. Are they a tag team? The sexual congress. We've got... That's... Oh, yeah. We, we've got Blitz Spirit, Aiden Gibbons, uh, First Class Male. We've got... Matt Riley, <laughs> MVP Riley, Barry Goose, the Bromwell boys, Paul and Leroy Bromwell, nothing but profit, Rajar and Ajag. 
nothing but prophets. <laughs> nothing but prophets. The Miracle Child and Brother Ralph. We've got Jackson. I've just looked ahead and I've just started giggling to myself. We've got Jackson nice. Tradition. We've got the Jolly Bull. We the Hot Toddy, Mikey Bailey. <laughs> We've got Mickey Wardlow, Butcher to the Stars. We've got the the Northeast Connection, Pack and Buzzcocks. Um, for some reason, we've got Dev from Coronation Street. We've got... Well, Les Battersby from Corrie's debuting soon. The so most... we're not a million miles from that. That's true. But what about this then? The most handsome man in wrestling, brackets, journalism, AJ Gibbs. And then just at the end... Jeff Stotty. <laughs> That's what it says. Jeff Stotty. Chris. I feel like it should be. I'm putting in Chris. Oh, yeah. The, ac- uh, green Chris, the actual greengrocer. So we've added Chris, the actual greengrocer. Uh, we've added the strangler. Yeah. And successful Sid. <laughs> successful Sid. <coughs> and a giraffe. <laughs> we've got a giraffe in there um <laughs> what else was in there um who was the guy that was going to let you win oh that oh that was not uh, was that was it nice Sid kind Sid might have been nice Sid I'm not sure I can't, I can't remember agreeable Sid um, add he's not in there but chuck in Mr. Powerful Alan Powerful <laughs> I've got a separate one on my phone though, like, Mr. Mr. Powerful, Powerful Alan Powerful Alan Powerful <laughs> Alan Powerful I remember in secondary school some lads used to hang out with we had our own federation one of the lads I can't remember his real name I could just only remember his wrestling character and his wrestling character was just called Log <laughs> and he was just <laughs> and he was just... he was just a log not not too dissimilar from the uh, the popular toy from Blamo in Ren and Stimpy but... I mean you can't pin a log he hasn't got shoulders <laughs> exactly <laughs> Log <laughs> A 12-year-old boy deciding he was called Here Log. Log. <laughs> Log. 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 Logberg. Gold, Gold Log. Log. Gold Log. So, I mean, what, what an intriguing <coughs> fight. Log versus the giraffe. <laughs> World title match. <laughs> Selling out the garden with that shit. Running by the oh, strangler. Yeah. How does the strangler beat Log? Oh, look at this. Ooh. Sid Cam. Ooh. He's now uh, AV Sid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, no. He hit him very softly in the chest with a camera. <laughs> Just like Mr. Powerful, <laughs> Alan Powerful would. 
Mr. Powerful, <coughs> Alan Powerful. <laughs> I, just Alan Powerful alone's fantastic, but Mr. Powerful is a prefix. <laughs> It's inspired by uh, Harry Enfield, where they had uh, a clip from an old football match. They went, and halftime entertainment being provided by the man they call Mr. Banjo, Mr. George Banjo. (laughs) (laughs) That voice always reminds me of, um, was it the day today where they do Attitudes Night and they show the last televised hanging? (laughs) And they, they. they go to the fellow at the organ's like, what song are you playing for us, Johnny? And she goes, fancy <laughs> lady. <laughs> Bloody hell. Fancy Bashed lady. The rails. <laughs> where's, where's the strangler when you need him? Oh, but he's too worried about Jose to worry about his title. Oh, no. And he's going to get hit with a camera again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy. Looked straight down the camera, put his hands on his head and went, oh, no. (laughs) Selling the the shock and horror and drama of the whole night. (coughs) And uh, that was Keith Keith (laughs) Drama. That's who he is. Mr. Dramatic, Keith Dramatic. <laughs> Mr. Dramatic, Keith Powerful. It's Alan's brother. <laughs> the Powerful Brothers, Alan and Keith Powerful. If you remember, um, like, like high voltage. That's how I pictured them. But powerful. And oh my god, new champion! Vlad is delighted. Successful, successful, Sid. Scumbag, Sid. Bloody hell! Sid's first WWF title reign. Yeah, obviously he was in the mix with Hogan in the early nineties, but never got the big boy. Yeah, because they decided to turn him heel, even though the audience wanted to cheer him because he's a big lunatic. The crowd just wanted to I cheer d- a big lunatic. Who wouldn't? I mean, I'd 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 pay my money to see a big lunatic. <laughs> Vlad, get in there and sort him out. Vlad's having a lovely day. Man's dying next year, Vlad. Faith No More guy. Is that like the celebrity corner of Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Ball haircut boy, Vlad, and Faith No More guy all sat within like a couple of feet of each other. And, and Felicity, Felicity Kendall. Kendall Wyndham. <laughs> <laughs> Marrying into the Wyndham family. Yeah. Well, that's Survivor Series. Uh, we survived. <laughs> with Bart survival. Oh, fuck. What did you make of the main event of the evening? Sid versus Sean. Uh, it had that big fight feel. It was as good as I think you're going to get out of a, a Sid main event. Um, yeah, I liked it actually. What do you reckon Dave gave it? Three. 
three and three quarters. Oh, okay. Very cut. He's in a good mood Yeah, he enjoyed the match. uh, There's some great story development with Shawn Michaels. The fact that Shawn was too worried about Jose Lothario to, you know, worry about his title shows growth as a person. The boy becoming a man. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice little touch. Something I'll lead into. So... I was going to say as well, talking about uh, 1996 then, provided that Sid doesn't lose the title in the next week, is that just three champions all year? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ah, Vlad. Three champs all year. That's all we got. So we had Brett, Sean, Sid. Did he then? One of those is not like the others. (laughs) Not like the others. That's right. Sid never had peach piping. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, peach, peach cobbler, cobbler, but never the piping. After this title match, the peach cobbler, peach cobbler. Chris, the actual green grocers <laughs> in the back would just with a load of peaches and a cobbler. Uh, <laughs> the cobbler, Bill shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the cobbler, Bill. <laughs> we don't half chat a load of absolute cum, don't we? <laughs> And that is enough ball shine for today. Survivor Series in the mm. pocket. That was hey, that was a lovely couple of hours where at some point we talked about the wrestling. I think there was I think there was one we bit did. about an hour in where we talked quite extensively about the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, start as we mean go on with these retro reactions. I've got it. Tell Bath yeah, to get yeah. it right, and then we're laughing. Uh, we're here watching one of those uh, old reviews. <laughs> I don't know why he's gone Welsh. Um, I always remember when I was in the pod, the actual podcast, we had to redo the intro because with all the confidence in the world, he started the podcast by going, welcome to the Coldaholic Wrestling Smackdown Review. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I think it's like Terry Wogan. <laughs> anyway... I just, <laughs> just, just imagine the SmackDown review. Just doing Terry Wogan. What a great day that would be! Oh, I tell you what, Tom, I'm not too sure about this old wrestling, wrestling malarkey. <laughs> All a bit far fetched for old Wogan. For your old boy, I tell you, Terry. Tom, is is Mick McManus still <laughs> you wrestling? You ask me that every week, Terry. <laughs> oh, but old tell he forgets. I'm surprised I even put my shoes on this morning. I don't know why he's a farmer. So I forgot my shoes this morning. Hulk Wogan. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> what are you going to do when old Tell runs wild on you? <laughs> I've changed the pointers. I've said the. I've done the training. I've said the prayers and taken the pointers. My Hulkamaniacs. My Wogamaniacs are. Oh, my old my old togs are uh, are up are lively and ready to go. All I'm saying is, John Eiley, if you're tapped out, please can you do (laughs) something? Bit of Hulk Wogan. That would well, be it lovely. it comes crashing down, <coughs> and it hurts inside. 
We went and saved the best for last. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, until we're next back together. Uh, he is at the Strangler. Uh, Brad Atkins. I am a giraffe. Together, we're at Contaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Love you, brother. I need to lie down. Uh, but you do your back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.